episode 323 on sifted games at sifted.net i'm shane satterfield your host for the next couple hours of intense game discussion and alongside me to partake is matt kyle what's up matt oh not much how's your week been pretty good mostly marble yeah yeah lots of uh I don't want to say great games. Lots of games to play over the last week, which is pretty rare for the first week of December. Yeah. Uh, usually we get like one kind of big game it's in December. It's usually a straggler. It's usually from Nintendo. Yeah. Usually... Uh, this year there are like three, though. Mm-hmm. Three big games. And again, you'll have to wait for our discussion before you decide on whether these games are great or not. Uh, Matt, I want to showcase your shirt there. Mm-hmm. That is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. What does it say? Can you stretch it out so people can read it? This machine kills fascists. Yeah, just in, ca- just in case some people forgot. <laughs> and haven't watched Andor, by the way. Yeah, Andor make, it makes it, it makes clear. it very clean, yeah. very clear and plain. Uh, where'd you get that shirt? Uh, online somewhere. Yeah. What is? It? I'd have to look up the. Uh, uh, not official Disney merchandise. No, this is not. Uh, <laughs> this is not uh, sanctioned. I'm interested. What would happen if you were to wear that shirt to Disneyland? Um, I think they'd have a problem with the kills. Yeah. I think, they, I think it would be the violence more than the sentiment. Yeah. I wonder how many people my would da- come up to you and say, When awesome I was a kid, shirt. my dad got kicked out of Disneyland for wearing a shirt, uh, a Jimmy Buffett shirt that said, why don't we get drunk and screw? Really? And the screw was a picture of a screw. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh turned him in. <laughs> That's, that's a, a true story. story. That's, that's a funny. I believe I'm not, it. I'm not making that I up. I totally believe it. It's funny though. He had to go back he had to go back to the hotel and change. <laughs> that's great. I don't know why he thought that was a good Disneyland <laughs> shirt, but he he did. That was that was like nineteen seventy nine or something. <laughs> he really yeah. pushing the envelope for nineteen seventy nine. Yep. Uh hope you guys are doing great. Hope you guys are having a great week. Uh obviously tomorrow the game awards are going down, which I mean, let's be honest, Matt. One of the biggest day it now has become one of the biggest days in the gaming industry every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to get you guys hyped for the Game Awards tomorrow. One of our topics today is doing a big preview of the Game Awards. And we have a bunch of big games to talk with you guys about. Hope you're doing good. Uh, we are Sifted. We are supported 100% at patreon.com slash sifted. That's S-I-F-T-D without the E. Uh, you can pledge as much or as little as you want there per month. And we appreciate all of it. Uh, you can also help us if you don't have any money with Twitch Prime. If you're watching this show on YouTube, the archive, there are instructions down below. Very simple instructions, I would add, to help you figure it out. You can give us a free $2.50 a month if you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, and we'd appreciate it very much. Um, let's see. There is some housekeeping to get to, a couple things to talk about that aren't big enough to get their own discussions on Game Face 323. First up, Matt, so much to my chagrin... It was shared this week that Xbox first-party games are going up to $70 a piece. Mm. How does that hit you? Uh, surprised it wasn't official already. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember or not, but like I think it was right before Xbox Series launched. Uh, Phil Spencer came out and said that the audience will decide if they go up to 70 That if mm. the audience is cool with it, then they will. And if the audience isn't cool with it, they won't. They are. What sort of messaging do you think Mr. Spencer got to, to suggest to him that the fans were behind $70 games? How well Call of Duty sold this year? I mean, that could have been part of it, yeah. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure why anyone would think that 
the fans would be behind paying more money for anything. That's not a it's not a thing a consumer is ever asked to do, really. Because when he said that, I'm like, well, that then it's never going to happen. Because you're never going to find a place where the fans are like, cool, I want to pay an extra $10 yeah. for I mean, the answer game. is that, like, they've seen that the $70 games are not... It, there hasn't been a revolt. Yeah. yeah, like, Call of Duty sold fine. God of War sold great. Like, yeah. it's not stopping anything. Yeah. I think as long as, you know, I would hope they, they realize as long as you choose the game properly... Like you can charge seventy bucks and you won't really lose too many people. Like you're gonna be able to charge seventy bucks for Starfield. Like it's it it's not it's you're not gonna have yeah. a problem there. Like when like, he's you probably don't want to charge seventy bucks for Pentiment. Yeah, you know, like there's, yeah. there's differences. Well, when he made that statement, he also mentioned that the price points for games have never been more varied than they are now, which is yeah. absolutely true. I mean, you can buy tons of games well, for ten bucks, twenty yeah. bucks, thirty bucks. Yeah, there, there used to be three price points back in the day. There were people mm-hmm. posting like old you know nineties ads for cartridge games and stuff and you had like you know you had you had the playstation games that were 50 and you had the main cartridge games for the n64 that were like 60 and then you had the ones that were like 80 mm-hmm. um you know I, I paid 70 bucks for shadows of the empire yeah when that came out and, and killer instinct gold like cartridges, 70 dollar yeah. games are not a new thing i paid 99.99 for fantasy star 4 when that came out on the genesis and you translate that to modern money it's like 140 bucks well it's like if you go back and look at you know if you just adjust prices for inflation we were paying a hundred and some dollars for games throughout the whole nes super nes era the difference is though that the audience was so much smaller that they needed to charge more to make money on each game that they created because there weren't as much of us buying games there was i mean it was small and it was hard to understand for people now because gaming is just this thing that everybody does whether they do it on their cell phone or their hardcore gamers like us like you sifters um but everybody's doing it back then it was really even among like people at our schools not everyone in school played games it was still this sect of people inside my middle school or inside my elementary school or whatever who were playing video games now everybody does it um so they had to charge more to keep making games back then that's simply not the case now um Pactor is completely against $70 games. He feels that, like, you know, the costs of developing games from last gen to this gen maybe went up, like, 5%. Like, it hasn't gone up that much. And so he feels like it's a needless increase. But I think it's more of an accumulative effect. Yeah, because they've been $60 since 2005. Right. Like, there hasn't been a price increase in game for mainstream games for 17 years. Yeah. It's pretty insane. Like, Like, that just simply hasn't happened in any other industry. Yeah, it's, it's amazing that they stayed 60 as long as they did. Yeah. I mean, there was the same kind of consternation about it when it went to 60. Mm-hmm. It was like, I, I can't afford anything more than $50 mm-hmm. for a game. It's like, well, you're gonna. Yeah. Or you're gonna wait. Like, that's it. You know, it's, if people can charge whatever they want for luxury products, basically. Yeah. Like, they're not a necessity. This is not the price of milk. It's interesting that this is happening when... No, inflation is high. People mm-hmm. are saying that, you know, they can't afford this or that. Yeah. I mean, I think this would happen regardless. Yeah. Um, and... Like, I'm not sure what prompted Microsoft to follow suit now. Yeah. Like, I like why? I don't, you know, like, what do they have coming down the pipe that they need to, like, get ahead of this for? Yeah. Like, I don't know what. Because it's a long ways away until they release a first party yeah, game again. Like, you're really talking about Redfall. Yeah. You know, which is probably, I mean, I don't know. Like, first half of next first year. First half of next year sometime. I mean, yeah. I'm on the beta already. So it may be pretty early. It'll be year. March. I could, yeah. I could see that in March, mm-hmm. um, which could could imply in the best of all possible worlds a Starfield around June. Yeah, but I don't know. You know, they did say first half. They did, but yeah. I feel like that's going to slip. Yep. Um, but you know, it's 
so Pactor made a good point when we were shooting the last round of episodes last week. He said, people think they don't have any money, but they actually do. Like, everybody has a job. Employment is, like, unemployment is, like, record lows right now. It's not that people don't have money. It's the fear-mongering that we are going to have this horrible recession. So people, instead of spending their money, are keeping their money because they're afraid that the media or whatever has made them feel that there's this recession coming and they're going to need to save for a rainy day. So I had not looked at it that way. I was like, I really thought, you know, people just were underemployed or a lot of people didn't know. That's really not what's happening. Mm. People are hoarding their money right now because they're afraid, again, due to the media, that there's going to be a recession. Increasingly, it looks like there is not going to be a recession at all. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, but it is odd that, you know, people are saying, I don't have money to buy this or that, but they don't have any problem spending the extra 10 bucks for Call of Duty or for God of War. It's all priorities, I think. You know, people don't want to spend an extra dollar on an Apple, but they're okay spending $10 on a, an extra $10 on a video game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to kind of understand where people are coming from in that way. But um, so anyway, it looks like Xbox game is going to be 70 bucks, first party games. And then we also heard that the regulatory agencies in america are starting to soften their stance on the xbox activision blizzard acquisition as um, expected so yeah as we had mentioned last week like this is insane that they're yeah. trying to block this it looks like they're starting to figure that out yeah this is an excellent example of how a lot of the people in charge of uh calling the shots on a lot of the regulation stuff of, of newer tech don't understand what they're regulating yeah um, which is another because a lot of them are just old, right? Like they just don't get how things work anymore. Yeah, I mean, and that's always been true. Like, yeah, you know, the, the the ancient hold the power, hold the levers of power. I remember back when they were doing the the you know the the ESRB rating mm-hmm. uh, hearings and all that, and you could just t- tell these people are completely. Oh, detached. I had no idea. And like the people who prepared their notes for them did like like they, the the judges were talking about like the resident of Evil Creek, right. and things like that. Yeah. And you're just like, what are you? Yeah. Like, what? Well, it's gotten worse, too. Like, it wasn't such a big deal before technology started advancing so quickly. And now these older folks are left. If they don't keep up with it in a year's time, they're left in the dust. It's not like if you check out for five years, you're left in the dust. Now, if you check out for like six months, you don't know what's going on anymore mm-hmm. because things advance and change so quickly. So it's just become worse and worse having really old politicians yeah. making rules for our and society. part of it is just like, I mean, the process here is basically like, they're, you know, a, the case is presented and they're like oh yeah if call of duty is the biggest thing in that they, that should be but then like you have to get across it's like no it's like if you were buying a studio that had a hit movie like you mm-hmm. like you that's not a thing like yeah. you, you're not buying the the means to make you know shooter games right like they're not like, like it's my, not that they can't make yeah, them microsoft anymore. is not going to control they the, just the suck means at of production. making them <laughs> yeah just no one else has come up with anything better <laughs> exactly and as you have that explained over the course yeah. of a week because legal things take a long time in comparison to what it would take for normal people to do it mm-hmm. um i say that from a family of lawyers yeah um like yeah they're like oh it's not like it's not like no one else can you know because there's a real chance you know like there's i certainly know people older than us who like you say call do they think of Anything with a gun mm-hmm. in a first-person perspective, they go, "Oh, is that a Call of Duty game?" Right. You know, like they, they use Call of Duty. Every to mean shooter is shooter. Call of Duty. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or like how you know our parents would call them. Every n- video game, Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. And then at a certain point, it became Xbox. Right. Yeah. And like, right. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> in the two thousands, it was like, "Oh, you're gonna play Xbox?" I'm like, no, I'm gonna play. Well, yeah, Xbox. Yeah, it's I'm funny. I'm gonna play my PlayStation too. Like, no, X. Yeah, yeah, Xbox yeah. games. 
Yep, so it looks like the deal's going to go through. However, to sweeten the pot even further, I don't know if you saw this, Matt, now Microsoft has committed to releasing Call of Duty on Nintendo platforms, which it hasn't even been released on Nintendo platforms. I mean, that just seems cruel. I mean, it's <laughs> to their developers yeah. trying to make it work on yeah. Nintendo's hardware. Uh, so it is bent over backwards like three times to get this deal through. It looks like it's finally going to work and it's going to happen. Um, Elden Ring PvP launches today. Mm-hmm. You going to jump in on that? No, I don't really care about PvP in those yeah. games. Even with From Software's games, you don't care? No. Yeah. Like, it's just build shit. It's just like, oh, who has the best build now? And now you're going to die. And, like, I don't care. I just don't care about who's better or worse at a game than I am outside of fighting games. And even then, I don't care like enough to, like obsess over, over it, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it. <laughs> yeah uh, but anyway that does come out today for those who are interested that arena that was sitting empty in the game and everyone's like oh look that's gonna be the pvp arena we were right that's exactly what it ended up being um mm-hmm. and then finally fortnite i know we don't care about this but it is a big deal obviously fortnite chapter four launch it launched yesterday um with guest appearances from the hulk Geralt, doomslayer and drumroll mr beast yeah mr beast is big <laughs> That's a huge mistake. Like, mm-hmm. it's like Aladdin putting, like, not in the script. It's like one of those things where, like, years from now, when Mr. Beast is, like, this guy, you're like, remember that guy who got a bunch of people to give him money to bribe people to watch his YouTube videos? Like, now he's in Fortnite forever? Yeah. Like, look, I'd have no problem with Mr. Beast. He's, he seems people, to be a really nice guy. People just won't use him anymore. He does all. lots of things for charity. Like, I love him, but... Putting him in a Fortnite is so short-sighted. Like, no, it's not. I think it, it absolutely is. It doesn't is. matter. It doesn't matter. He'll, he'll be hot for a long time. What enough. other character in Fortnite is the equivalent to Mr. Beast being in Fortnite? I mean, you want if I want to argue with that, I would say, like, any of them. Really? Any of that stuff can fall out of favor and be non-interesting. I mean, you think Geralt's going to be popular in 10 years? More popular than Mr. Beast. Maybe. Yes, absolutely. By m- several magnitudes, yes. Maybe. Yes. But like... And in 30 years, get people to know who Geralt is. But it doesn't is. matter. They will not know who but Mr. Beast is. But it doesn't matter. People just won't use him. Yeah, but I just don't understand why you're taking the time to put him in the game. Because he's the biggest thing in the internet right now. He's the, Now he's he is? The, he's the top YouTuber. seems like he hit he's that the most, like two years he beat ago. PewDiePie. He's the most subscribed YouTube person in the world. Yeah. I don't know a child that doesn't watch his shit. Like, he is the most popular online content creator. That's crazy. Period. Period. Nerf this week announced a gun for a Mr. Beast (laughs) Nerf gun. What? I don't even know what that is. I didn't look at the pictures. But I got an email. It's like, Mr. Beast Nerf collaboration coming up. Pre-orders now. I'm like, that's fucking weird. But he's the... He was smart. Like, I don't know if you know, but he slugged it out on YouTube for years and years just being an anonymous, like, YouTuber. And then he's just decided, he's like, why don't I just give away shit tons of money? People will watch that. And he's like, and I get, I bet sponsors the margins. Yeah. And now he goes to the, yeah, any, anyone who sponsors him gets a huge boost because he talks about them and then he becomes the thing you want because Mr. Beast is Well, yeah, I mean, that's how marketing and influence But, like, he's better at it than anyone. Like it's it's a ridiculous. He's better at it because people tune in because of the money because involved. Because of the inertia, he won't be yeah. the best at it once he's no longer the hottest thing. Yeah, but I'm like surprised now, people haven't started. There's no also, competitor to Mr. Beast. He's not the first internet celebrity to be in Fortnite. Who's the other one? There were others. I can't remember who, but that, that's not the first. Like there was nothing like I saw that news and I was like, oh, another. Wait, another is streamer. even is Ninja even in Fortnite? Yeah, I think he is. I don't know if he is. I'm pretty sure so. they, this is not the first. What other internet Ninja celebrities are in there? there? Ninja's in there. He is in there? Yeah, he's definitely in there. I remember that. Hmm. I don't remember that. 
I remember. I remember. The, what if he play? If he is, if he plays with himself while he plays, he did. I think. I'm sure he did for a while <laughs> while the contract demanded he did. Uh, there's, there's, there's that. There's like there's like rock stars or rap. So stars they're saying, yeah, Ninja was there's added real years celebrities. Ago. So is there another one besides Ninja? Maybe. I mean, but like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like Ninja's in there and no one cares. It's he's still done. relevant though. Yeah, but no one cares that he's in Fortnite. You don't even remember it happened. Yeah, it's not. It's, it doesn't matter. Well, I don't play Fortnite. It's a moment of the. It's a moment of time. And Ashes in the Hourglass makes an excellent point. I'd rather have Mr. Beast in there than the Rise of Skywalker bullshit. At least the Rise really of, you would. Sure, the Rise of Skywalker stuff is garbage because Rise of Skywalker is a terrible fucking movie. And in order to understand the opening premise of Rise of Skywalker, you have to have heard the Emperor's monologue in Fortnite. That's the only place that, that is story weird. is. That is weird. That's the only they, re, <laughs> they reference in the film the message he sends. That was in Fortnite. And the only place in the <laughs> world that existed at the time was in Fortnite. I'd still rather have Star plays a Star Wars character than Mr. Beast. Sorry. Star Wars character is one thing. That that kind of content that temporal content is stuff that but again I that was a big thing when it happened and you don't even remember it anymore like yeah. it doesn't matter fortnite is a is a temporal I thing it never two stops. older guys who don't recognize influencers now we absolutely do that has nothing to do with this we know how big i just told you how he just told you how big mr beast is yeah, we I absolutely understand influencers it's so funny <laughs> what the hell are you talking about dude anyway there apparently i don't think there's anyone else there's no other influencers other than Ninja because no one else has come up with an, with anyone. So this isn't that common. It's my point. I think it's dumb, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Like it, it, once he's no longer relevant, he simply won't be relevant. Like it, yeah. the mo nobody will pick him. Doesn't matter. Like it's it, for now, it's going to be a big draw for the kids who like Mr. Beast. The kids for sure. You're, you're yeah. not planning these things as a permanent addition forever. You're just saying like, what will get us attention and, and popularity in the next six to ten months? And that will do it. Yeah. Just like Ninja did back then. But, like, if you put Ninja in now, probably nobody would care. Think? You think Ninja's I don't hear day is done? Not compared to Mr. Beast. His day isn't done. I mean, he's not out of business or anything, but he's mm -hmm. not the hottest thing in the world. Mr. Beast is. Yeah. Get with the times, Grandpa. Come on. <laughs> I, I'm aware that I Mr. Beast is the biggest influencer. I know that. But, like, <laughs> what's the difference? What's the difference between difference that what? and, like, a fictional character that may not be popular in, like, how many years? There's plenty of thing, weird things in there. I mean, other than I think Star they've Wars. done pretty well selecting the characters in Fortnite. That's what I'm getting at. Like, the, I'll say this: they are starting to run out of characters that are worthy of being in a video game. So maybe that's where we're at. Is they're like, they're, well, Justin Hormuz is Major Laser and Travis Scott are in it. Yeah, they're huge musical acts that have done events inside Fortnite. Yeah, well, I've, I haven't heard Major Laser's name in a long time compared to Mr. Beast. Well, that's because Major Laser isn't the big deal. It's Diplo who is Major Laser. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I, you may not have heard of Diplo, but Diplo is gigantic. Like he's, he's not Mr. Beast gigantic. Mm, I don't know. I think if you look at who's made more money, I think probably Diplo has made more money. I don't know. I mean, he gets paid 250 grand for an hour DJing like six nights a week. So I, I don't know. Anyway, they're celebrities. Dip, whether you like it or not, whether you know EDM and dance music or not, Diplo is a huge deal. And Major Laser is a big deal. So, um, Shneeky right, says, I've never up. heard of any of these people. <laughs> Shneeky, I have not figured you out, man. Like, How long it, has Diplo been doing his thing? Um, well, he's from Philly, actually. So, he's actually been banging it out since... Like, How long has he been big, big time? Probably since... Let me think. Probably since, like, 2005, maybe. Okay. And Mr. Mr. Beast get popular? 
Um, like really popular, probably 2018. Okay, so Sounds Diplo's, right. Diplo's worth about 50 million right now. Is he? Uh, Mr. Beast is worth about 25 million. Yeah. So that's so pre- like I said, pretty good for th- for four years yeah, versus yeah. 20 almost. Yeah. And he, honestly, give, give Mr. Mr. Beast, Beast another two years and he'll beat Diplo on that. Well, but. Diplo's not going to stop working. No. <laughs> I mean, he's still going to make 250k to play an but hour I'm of I'm saying music. Mr. Beast is making money a lot faster than he is. Right I now. believe Mr. Beast will fade away way before Diplo does. Mm, I think Mr. Beast got two more years. And Diplo Basically, will play until he's like 90. Right. But I'm saying like it, it's kind of a false comparison in that sense because right now Mr. Beast, I think. I didn't bring hot. up this comparison. <laughs> I'm just, someone else did, and I'm pointing out that well, Major Laser is a bigger deal than you think he is. Major Laser is a bigger deal, like over the arc of time. But right now, Mr. Beast is the hottest thing going, and it makes sense that they pick that as their license deal alongside. But the, the, it also makes sense that Doom that Slayer, Diplo is, is in a- the game because he did an event for Fortnite, so they had to make his model. That's any mm-hmm. anyone who does an event for Fortnite, of course, they're going to be in the game because they have to create the model for the event. So, yeah. So, Mr. Beast should have done an event where he was a giant man in the sky. <laughs> doing, I don't know what Mr. Beast actually does besides give away people. And he has, like, stupid he challenges. He gives away things, other people's right? money. He gives, it's basically like, um, it's like a game show where you can mm-hmm. win, like, a million dollars. But what is it? Like, he's doing, like, challenge it's a li- things? Yeah, he's, yeah. So he's doing, like, stunts he's, or whatever? No, he doesn't do the stunts. Everybody else is. Like, okay. they're like, touch the car. The last person to take their hand off the car wins a million dollars. It's mm. stuff like that. Just goofy little events. And people get into it because they're like, I could win a million dollars for touching a car for a day and a half or whatever. Mm. And it's all stuff like that. Who can stay in a pool of jello the longest? Who gives up first? Like, that type of stuff. Kids love that stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. If he's already worth $25 million, And I would yeah, argue, I if he were greedy, he could be worth way more than that. Probably. Because yeah. if they're giving him a million dollars just to do the thing, he could ask for whatever, and they'd probably mm. give it to him. He does seem to be a surprisingly decent person, yeah. considering... Yes, like I said, I usually, like the guy. He's a good dude. get out of those yeah. kinds Agreed. of people. It's good to see someone like him... Versus some of the earlier influencers that became rich, like the Paul brothers. Like, those guys are just douchebags that somehow became influencers and got rich for being a douchebag. 116 million subs on YouTube. It's insane. That is impressive. Yep. For nothing. Well, people are complaining about us talking about Mr. Beast, so let's. I guess we got to move on. Yeah, we've lost everyone but the 12-year-old. Yeah. And there's, what, two of those on our stream right now? So you're probably right. It is time to move on. And with that... Let's get into Game Phase 323 proper. We're going to kick things off with, I think this is the biggest game they released this week. I'm not 100% sure. We'll see. I don't think it is. You don't think it is? I think the other one is. Okay. Um, I, what I think might be the biggest game released this week, the Callisto Protocol. It is, as people have been saying for months and months now, the spiritual successor to Dead Space. It has been created by Glenn Schofield, who was the original person who created the first Dead Space. He worked on the first two, I believe, mm-hmm. and then the third one was handled by someone else. And he went on to work on Call of Duty. I was going to say something, but I don't want to insult the people who worked on (laughs) Dead Space 3. Dead Space 3 is a terrible game. It was a terrible game. Um, And he went on to work at Call of Duty, and now he has his new studio called Striking Distance, which is under the Crafton imprint, um, which is actually under the Embracer umbrella. It's really hard to figure out. It's a long series. And when you first start the game, they ask you if you want to like connect your account. And I'm just like, I don't even know what. Do that I have is. a craft an account? account? Because <laughs> I, I played PUBG. So. Is that a thing that happened? I don't think I, don't I had you have yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he has his new studio, Striking Distance, and for their first game, uh, at first they said that this was supposed to be 
set in the PUBG universe. And then a few months before it came out, Glenn Schofield said, oh, let's, okay. Like, this actually isn't in the PUBG universe, but you may find some, like, PUBG references inside the game if you <laughs> no, look around. No, I won't. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I won't. Um, so people may not realize this. People have been clamoring for Dead Space, for a new Dead Space yeah. for a really long time. And it's a really long time because Dead Space came out in 2008, Matt. It has been 14 yeah. years since the original Dead Space was released. And I guess for better or worse, the first thing I would say before we really dive deep into this game is that for better or worse, it's Dead Space. Well, yeah. I but mean, 14 years later, and so clear, many things have changed it's clearly inspired by Dead Space. <laughs> yeah, um, heavily inspired. I, yeah. as someone who has loaded up Dead Space not super long ago, um, it's not Dead Space. No? It's oh, not. I'm glad that you've actually went back Dead, and played Dead it Dead Space holds up. Dead okay. Space is still fun. What what uh, differences, the big differences, do you see between the two? Uh, one of the big elements of Dead Space is taking those enemies apart with the various weapons and knowing that, like, what how you disable them or where you cut things off or whatever, you know, how you approach the combat with them is going to determine how they can attack you. And that does not really exist in Callisto Protocol. Well, it does. There's dismemberment. You, there is, but you can't choose to do it. Like you can't, you it can, just you can, it does kind of just happen. You can yeah. in melee, it just happens. The, this, yeah. That's the other thing is like this game is much more melee focused than Dead Space. Ever that was. to me is and, the biggest difference. Yeah, and, melee is way more important. And in this the game. gun you get is like a, it's a gun. It's mm -hmm. a it, it, you know a specific all the guns small you get. point on the body is shot with the the mining equipment that Isaac uses in Dead Space you have a wide line it's like it's like drawing almost well you can change the orientation orientation so it slice vertical, vertical or slice I want to cut an arm off horizontal I want to cut their legs off like I want to hit them in the torso and cut them in half like that, that's all there in this you basically you can aim for a leg if you've got the time and it'll take their um, leg off and they'll but for fall the most down, part but... the game the game seems to treat the gun as a supplement to the melee combat yeah like melee the, is the bigger focus to the for point sure. that when you finish a melee combo thing pops up and if you want you can quick aim and pop off a shot to like and that's a look that's a good way to extend a combo mm -hmm. like if you're not surrounded by enemies and yeah. because the game gives you no way to handle multiple enemies especially ones that are not in front of you um yeah it's um like there's definitely dead space influence here but i will not sit by and allow you to call this dead space because that insults dead space too hard <laughs> And we're about to, we're about to learn that way all over again once that Dead Space remake comes out. Yeah, I for a while there I was like I don't know if I need to worry about the Dead Space remake because Callisto Protocol is coming and that might kind of scratch that itch well enough. Yeah. Uh, now I'm like, please give me the Dead Space remake. <laughs> well, I'll say this: Callisto Protocol does not feel like a game that came 14 years after Dead Space. No, but I it but, could have been released the year after sure. Dead Space. Here's a, here's here's my hot take though. That's just horror games. Yeah, they haven't evolved. Horror games much. are archaic and boring. You're right. They honestly have not evolved all that much over no. time, and I don't know why. I don't, I don't know either. what the reason for that is. I, I Capcom tries to push it a little bit with with the Resident Evil stuff, like the last couple games, and I appreciate that. It doesn't really do much for me, but like the last real innovation of horror game presentation seems to have basically been Outlast or, or RE4, or whatever, and <laughs> whatever invented the the, the version of the horror type subgenre where you run from everything. Right. 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 Instead of fighting, yeah. yeah, fight or flight, and you choose the fl the flight option. And honestly, it is amazing how much of this, uh, even you know, yeah, you can trace it back to Dead Space, but it's still amazing how much of this is just Resident Evil Four. It still is, yeah. 
Yeah. Like so much of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, the plot: you play as Jacob Lee. He's a cargo a cargo transport pilot working looks, on looks the moon. Suspiciously like Josh Duhamel. Yeah, <laughs> who, who plays him? Who plays him? Um, working on the moons of Jupiter. One of the moons is called Callisto, and on Callisto there is a prison. Um, all hell breaks loose. Like you end up getting like boarded by these activists yeah they're like revolutionaries or something they're like revolutionaries and everybody knows who they are yeah like and then you get invaded by the bad guys basically you're taken hostage and you're put into a prison once you get into the prison they install the thing on the back of your neck Which called makes a, no a sense. core device yeah in the context of it there's Is no for other people for to know that you're hurt that you're like, almost gonna die yeah like you're limping and bleeding is it enough to, i don't get it either it's well, just so it's like uni- dead in space. Universe, here it is it here's the scene well, in universe it doesn't make sense because it displays it i can't see the back of my neck i people, know who's that for I, it, like the guard the person playing the video game is it for exactly the, and everyone has them <laughs> but even the guards have them yeah you have to dig them out of their necks to open doors and stuff so, yeah who is it for i don't know like, it's just so it's like Dead Space. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, That's why it's there. And I feel, I might be making this up in my head, but I feel like the early sh- like shots of this, the indicator was more down the, it was more directly Dead Space down the, down the top of the spine kind I of stuff. I don't remember, honestly. I wrote a thing, I wrote a, like a brand, branded thing for this, for, for the first trailer for a, for a, a major gaming website back, <laughs> like two years ago. Um, that first trailer where, they, where he wakes up in the, in the, prison cell like the first yeah. thing i think it was the game awards so there yeah was a, yeah and like i seem to remember the 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 the, the life trackers being different but huh. that might just be that must be a false memory i don't know well they put that thing in your neck they put you in your cell and then all hell breaks loose again and the prison is overrun by creatures you are released and your whole objective is to get out to get off of callisto and leave and that's pretty much the whole objective in the, in the game. And there, there's not a lot of... Everyone's surprisingly non-curious about what's happening. Yeah, like, just like, I mean, like, yeah, just undead monsters again. Yeah. Like, we better get out. Yeah. Now, the, pers- the people who board your ship at the beginning of the game, they do become important later on in the game. But there really aren't that many narrative threads kind of hanging around in this game, like subplots, other than yeah. just get the hell off a of Callisto. I mean, there are a bunch of, like, diary entries and audio logs to pick up, but, like... It's very hard to tell what they're going for in terms of like. They also don't play automatically. You have to, no, go, you have into to go, go into a menu. menu and pick them. And if you back out of the menu, it stops, which I hate. Yeah, and you can't tell like which one was the latest one. Yeah. or any of that stuff. Like I, w- I really wish they would just play. So yeah, because I, I, I spent a lot of time. You spent a lot of time running around empty halls. You might as well listen to something. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Although I will say this interacting with other human beings does take away from the sense of isolation that would to me is the other biggest change for this versus Mm -hmm. dead space is one the character is actually talks which the the protagonist in dead space does not talk he's mute yeah he talks in this not only that though he has a radio so there's people that are constantly chattering with him and telling him go here go do this go Mm -hmm. do that that makes a big difference in the tone and of the game. And he's completely covered. And there's an element of mystery about Isaac that, like, where you're like, who is this guy? Right. Like, what's going on? Is the thing he's... Is he even, like, so there's even moments where you're like, is the thing he's motivated by even real? Right. Like, what's... You know, and there are no questions about this guy. Yep. Like, he's just a, he's just a trucker, basically. He's a space Wizzy trucker. Wig. What you see is what you get. Yeah. And, like... Okay, and like you know, presumably there's some reason they pulled him in and threw him in jail without telling him what they was throwing him in jail because he's not a prisoner. He's 
flying a cargo thing there for some kind of there's some shady thing going yeah, on. Yeah, he's like running something between yeah. the moons. Of and he's, it's, it was you know it's trouble because at the very beginning he's like this is our last run. We'll we'll be able to like retire. We're set like, for oh, life. No, you never say that. <laughs> you know it's gonna all yeah. go wrong. Um, the level design in this is 100% linear. There's yeah. no reward for digging around in the corners in this game. Like there's like little closets and side. Th- there's a couple of side things I've found, but like none of it's... later in the game, the the areas do open up a little bit yeah. more. But the most you're really looking at like a hallway that goes down here, and you crawl under a thing and you find a treasure chest, which you probably you can't carry anything because your inventory is already full. Yes, and then you go back. Yep. This game, one of the most challenging parts of this game, once you get over the hump, and we'll talk about the combat in a second. But to me, one of the more challenging parts of this game is the inventory management. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's hard. It's annoying AF. It's like you always, you don't have to, it's so a lot of survival horror games, you don't have enough ammo, you don't have enough this, you don't have enough that. Yeah. You have plenty of everything in this game, you just can't carry yeah, it. They throw way too much, way more stuff than you can carry at you. So and you're like, constantly having to drop stuff and leave it behind. Yeah. And even like when it's like, okay, I, I don't have room for this battery, but I need the battery because I've used up some of my whatever the the, the the telekinesis yeah, abilities the, 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 the dead space device basically yeah um and like so i drop another thing and i pick the battery up and i use the battery and i think there's supposed to be a way to just pick up use the battery when you pick it up but it doesn't seem to work for me i haven't been able to make that work at all because it, it says the t- t- tutorial tip i think says if you need to use the battery in your inventory it says something about you can use it directly from I thought it would just automatically use it if you ran out of juice. It would just automatically go to that battery and start using it. Maybe that might be what I didn't. I didn't. Maybe I didn't understand what it said. It doesn't help with the inventory management. No, but you're constantly dropping things, using something else, and then picking up the other thing. And it's like, and it's like, what is this? The PlayStation Two? Like, there's no need for like that. Is not an interesting choice to make me make. Well, sometimes you get stuff that you have to sell, and that's the only purpose it has. There's a lot of that. And then the credits that you get, the Callisto credits that you get from those selling those objects at the Reforge, you then use to upgrade your weapons and Mm -hmm. your abilities. And those those upgrades are important. Oh, they make a Um, huge, huge difference. Yeah, they make it so you don't have to pay as much attention to the combat, which is good. And the first thing I would say is, if you haven't played this yet, upgrade the static baton. Yeah, the baton is key. Because the the melee never goes away in this. The two things you should do is um, you focus on upgrading the baton... And upgrade the gun to hold more, more bullets, ammo. Yeah, because that's less, fewer bullets you need to have in your inventory. Because once you're in a conflict in this game, there's no reloading. There's mm-hmm. no reloading. There's no using health because both take way too. You take long. way too long. Yeah, and you'll die. So because it takes two shots basically, and you're dead in this. Um, two or three, depending. Not on the many. Enemy. Like I mean, there are one shots for there sure. There are some. Yeah, there's, there are some enemies that can one. But your shot. typical rank like and that file. guy spitting at you. You can take three of those spit shots before you're dead. Yeah, that's basically it. Yep, but it doesn't take much. I mean, it really yeah. you, you take and a they, couple shots, you die. And they do drop health fairly often because when you kill an enemy, you stomp you on stomp them it. and they drop an, an item. And yep. usually, health, health is pretty common if you need it. If you've lost a lot of your yeah. health, yeah, it'll. It basically adjusts what drops you need based upon what you actually need in your inventory. Mm, useless stealth. Yep, but it's, stealth is a part of this game. It is, because that's what we wanted. But it's awkward. Let's talk about the combat. So you may have seen in the B-roll, the second Whoops. enemy that you fight <laughs> in this game, I had to fight him like five or six times to beat him because they're like, hold back and block. If you hold back and block, you still take a ton of damage. Yeah. 
What I found is it better is to just dodge to the left or dodge to the right. And as I played the game, I started to get better at it, but you still take damage when you dodge. No matter how perfectly you dodge, you'll still take at least a little bit of damage. No, you when don't. Really? You don't take damage dodging, no. I thought for sure I took damage no. still. Really? No. Guarantee. I went through whole sections without being touched. Okay. Because well, I've never used. Well, after that block thing, and I realized that you get hurt. I block by accident. Why would you ever block then? Why exactly. would they even include the block? Right. I mean, there's an upgrade <laughs> tree. There's an upgrade tree for the block, but I haven't gone up it at all because I'm yeah. like, it's like, oh, it drastically reduces until it removes damage from blocking. I don't care. Well, the um, the tree is for the baton. Right. But that's the blocking. Well, there's well, so, there's like a couple that are for block, but then there's others that add combos to your melee. Right. But the like middle finishers one is blocking. And, yeah. The middle tree on the baton is yeah. blocking, and I haven't touched that because I don't block. Yeah. Because exactly because you take still take damage, and if you go up the tree on the blocking enough, there is like mitigating. You, I think the second one is like it mitig greatly reduces whatever that means mm -hmm. damage from blocking, and then there's one. Why that, would you ever block? Why wouldn't you just dodge I mean, I'm the sure, whole game? I'm sure there's some stuff you can't dodge. Like I maybe run that's into why it yet. I said like even when I dodge, I still lose. Well, I haven't sometimes. run into that yet. Uh, I haven't run into a thing I can't dodge. Oh, uh, okay. So um. But, uh, and you do have to, when you're dodging, you do have to make sure that you, uh, that they're done with their combo. Because mm -hmm. if you try to attack before that, that you will just hit each other at the same time. Yep. Um, once you have the gun, we met, we hinted at this earlier. Once you have the gun, a lot of the combos, how they work is you set it up with the baton. You hit him a few times, and then green weak spots will appear on the enemy. And that's when you pull, you, uh, you squeeze the left trigger and then tap the right trigger to fire, and it will automatically mm -hmm. aim at those weak spots, and you can finish off enemies. Once you yeah. upgrade the gun a couple times, you can finish off enemies with that one combo. With that, or like even if you don't, like the, the gunshot, the, the quick gunshot usually stuns them enough that you can start another combo before yep. they can recover. So. And here's the other crap. So just I out of nowhere, not, I have you just not get found attacked. an effective way to deal with the little. There's no way things. to deal with them without taking damage. I guess you just. I mean, I can run over and stomp them, but one of them's gonna. I guess you're just supposed to shoot them. Well, sometimes like a waste they of jump out of a chest when you open a chest. Yeah, I've, I've seen that like twice. I think. Yeah. And, and there's, there's, there's the no other way things. around that. There's these little pods that sit on the ground oh, the, that yeah. this head flies out of. Yeah. There's no way to really stop from losing health in that either. Like, no. there's just Although, certain things in this game where you are going to lose health. And, like, everyone's, I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to see them and shoot them. If there's a way to detect which ones those are from a distance, I don't know. What, and, like, they have a range. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't, 20 I've or never, 30 feet. I've never caught one before it got me. Me either. And usually they, they will give you health a lot, too. You can stomp on yeah. them and they'll give you health. But, like, it's just that like, there's nothing satisfying about that. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's, that's not fun and it's not scary and it's not interesting. Yeah. If you get in fights in the early going with more than, like, one or two enemies, you might as well just <laughs> restart. Like, until you get, like, leveled up. The first couple hours of this game I found to be very frustrating. Until I leveled up my baton a couple times and until I leveled up the hand cannon. Mm -hmm. um, every fight was, like, literally, like, life or death. And it just seemed random as to whether I ended up living or dying. It didn't seem to matter how good I was at dodging. Like, it just seemed like when I would, fi when I would finally complete the skirmish, a lot of times it was just luck whether I got through it or not. It wasn't like, oh, I did this differently this time, and now I've learned that, and I can apply that in my next fight. None of that seemed to work until I leveled up the baton and the hand cannon. See, see mine's the, almost the opposite, where I was like, I didn't find it difficult at all. I just was stunned that there was nothing else. Hmm. Like, I was like, you know, the dodging I thought was pretty... The dodging is pretty simple, but it's stupid. The way they do it is dumb. The way you dodge is you hold left or right. That's it. Yeah. On the same stick you use to move the character. Yep. And blocking is obviously down on the on that same stick. Yep. So as an enemy is going to approach you, there's no lock on. There's no 
I'm in fighting mode now, really. But yep. you, you hold left or right, and when they attack you, you automatically dodge. And if you have to dodge again, you hold the opposite direction. If you try to hold the same direction twice, you won't dodge and you'll get hit. Yeah. So you have to dodge back and forth. The most I've seen is like four, I think, from a, from a particular enemy. Most of them will only attack twice at most. And once you're done, you're sure they're done with their combo, you can melee attack and counter. And there's there's, there's a counter attack you can get from... That's the other thing on the blocking tree is you can it, it, once you block, you can do a low counter that knocks yep. them off their feet. Um, I didn't get that either. But um, eventually you get like a heavy attack with the baton. Yeah, the heavy attack can sort of hit multiple guys away from you, yep. which is handy. But there's no real way to deal with an enemy that's behind you or really to the side. Oh, and enemies just come out of nowhere. So there's monster closets all over this game. Yeah. Where enemies literally drop down from the sky behind you and attack you. Or yeah, but- you're engaged in a fight with one of them and two more will just appear out of nowhere and attack you from off camera. Like yeah, I've, but, I've again, but like, but again, the game that I found like after like a few hours almost became too easy. It was weird. It went from well, like I can't get over the hump to start the game to now I can't really die. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, that's why. I, that's what I mean by kind of there was, I, I was surprised how little there was too because like once I come I was like okay I can dodge like this and then I can attack and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. That's all there that's is. The combat yeah. mm-hmm. and then like you get the gun and like okay now I can extend my combo by shooting a guy if I want to use a bullet. Yep. Or I can, like, if I see them coming, I can try to take the legs out from one so I don't have to fight him yet. Or I can, if I see the acid spitters, I'll blow their heads off so they can't spit acid at me. Like, mm-hmm. that that helps. But, like... Have you got to the point yet where the enemies start mutating? Yeah. yeah okay. Like, you're supposed to... The tentacles come out, and you're supposed to shoot the tentacles. And then, like, they can resurrect them if you knock them down and you don't stomp on them in time. If you don't... If um, you let the tentacles just go untouched, they turn into, like... Yeah, they become more dangerous. They become, like, a different monster yeah. that's way harder to defeat it's just also um this this op- this is the first shot this is the first scene in the whole game yeah and it reminds me of um this is cool like this this section here that because that's that's actually the the terrorist activist leader you're seeing there because mm-hmm. they've, they've attacked this colony thing this area here is more interesting than anything I've seen in the, in the game, game. <laughs> yeah. because the game is set in this prison industrial yeah. facility yeah. and Everything is the same yeah. until you get out. There's brief things where you get out and like you, you get you make a run for these places, so you see like the outside was like a snowstorm and stuff. But like for the most part, it's all just giant brutalist metal hallways, and yeah. the setting works against the game in a way that Dead Space is just doesn't because Dead Space takes you a bunch of interesting places. Yeah, despite its setting as a, in kind of a similar sort of like yeah, you know, industrial facility, complexy. like you know giant ship sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it takes you through space sometimes, you know, like all that stuff is inter- the the setting in this is just the same goddamn corridors over just gray and over metal and over. corridors of blood smeared everywhere. Like at no <laughs> yeah. point do you come out in a room and just be like, oh, what is this place? You don't care what this place. There's is. There's a couple moments in this where like the lighting in this game is really good. Yeah, oh, the, visually it's great. Like you you want to talk about something that like feels like it's using the next gen system. I I think this one for the most part yeah. does that. It's a good-looking game, for sure. Yeah. It's just, it's not in service to anything that keeps my attention very long. Yep. Um, Because it's like, if you're not going to have a character I'm particularly invested in, or a story I particularly care about, beyond, like, get out of place. Yeah. um, 
you're going to have to engage me with gameplay mechanics. And to be honest, Dead Space kind of, you know, Dead Space is a fine narrative and Isaac is an interesting sort of conundrum. But the thing that keeps you playing in Dead Space is how interesting the combat is. The gun. The, the, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. All the different things you can try. There's nothing to try in this game. Yeah. Like the combat is simply an obstacle to get to the next part of the game. And the next part of the game is A, going to look the same and B, not going to tell you anything interesting about this character you already don't really care about. Yeah. And like... I was very relieved when you texted and were complaining about the game because I'm like, oh, thank God, it's just not just me. It's not, not going to be a big argument throwdown on the show. Yeah, because like, you know, because you like horror games more, and I didn't right. know if this was just me not caring about a horror right, premise. Right. Or no, definitely not. It. Definitely not. Um, so you're probably watching this B-roll, and you're like, damn, all this B-roll is just beating like zombies with a baseball bat. That's the game. Pretty much, yeah. Like this B-roll is 100% representative of what it's like to play the game. If you ignore the exciting parts. Well, I did chop out all the fate, all the the load hiding things where you're like crawling like through. Yeah, there's a, a lot of that through a vent, or you're shimmying along like this narrow passageway. Like they they try. We all know now that this is hiding loading, mm-hmm. and you know they try to say this game's in one shot. It's like, is it really? If I have to keep crawling through like off, also, like ducks, and also like, who cares? I know it doesn't who matter. Cares that the game like it's cool that God of War did it. You <laughs> yeah. know, like. But it's like, just a but gimmick. but that was also sort of a, a point of, of God of War had like the you know the 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 thing where it's like you know you're kind of on this journey with them and the idea was like this doesn't stop it's all one continuous thing they do together mm-hmm. like that's the point they're stuck together these two yeah. characters that don't particularly know how to relate to each other are stuck together for this long period of time and you watch that relationship happen in real time in front of you in an unbroken shot beyond that unless you do have a thematic or narrative reason to do it it's not an impressive thing There's to no do point. in a game really like, it's annoying as, as i got that, really sick of shimmying in these yeah. areas and climbing through these air ducts as like, someone who has actually done, made a movie that is all one 10 minute shot the impressive part of doing that is that everyone has to work together perfectly to get that shot. Everybody has to nail it. Yeah. The, All the actors, Kratos the cameraman. Kratos' character model is not going to blow a line. <laughs> and honestly, I think the single shot thing worked against Ragnarok. Because yeah. you had to come up with all these ways to zoom in on them for the dreams. and a, right. Just cut. Just yeah. have a cut. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It does <laughs> it not matter. It but there's no puzzles in this game. Like... Not, yeah, there's like a no. couple times where you slide a box around. Yeah, move a box to get up on a thing. And, and that's maybe, it. maybe if you move that box somewhere else, you get a secret thing right. too. Like that's as far as it goes. Like <laughs> that's there's as far no, as you it know, goes. Dead Space had way more yeah. interesting like you know puzzle stuff. Also, the loads in this after I died, it, the loading time seems to last like thirty that's seconds. I, I didn't notice the load times really. I'm on Series X. I'm on. It. I played it on PS5, um, and after I die, it would be like 20 to 30 seconds loading the no, game. I mean, it is notable, and I didn't really think about it too much until I played Midnight Suns. And you the realize lo- there was none. And the load time on Midnight <laughs> Suns is like two seconds yeah. at most. Like for I've been anything. playing this alongside Midnight Suns, alongside Need for Speed Unbound. Need for Speed. Need for Speed is so no loading yeah, times. Absolutely, and it's loading an open world. Yeah, think about that. So yeah, that's a that looks. As good as this, yeah. for the most yeah. part. So, yeah, that's a little bit of an issue in the trying to hide the load times with these annoying sections of the levels. I mean, we, I think, you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake, is. I think I established I really do not like the shimmy, the shimmy, yeah. ducky, crawly stuff. No, I hate it, too. I would just, I, I mean, I know, like, God of War, I kind of let it go a little bit. I think Ragnarok could have dropped the continuous shot thing and mm-hmm. been fine. I wouldn't have been had a problem with that. Um, but particularly in something like this, I'm like, just, just give me a little load time. And a and a, and an air, you know, give me discrete areas that I move between that do not make me do the shimmy. 
Yeah. I would much prefer that. Yeah. I don't mind a little load time. It means I don't have to watch him wiggle his way down a fucking narrow crevice. Yep. Especially when they never do anything. Like, so many times he was going down, I'm like, oh, this'll be, this'll be the crevice that he, he shimmies down where something attacks him, mm-hmm. where something comes out at the, never happened. Like, it just over, yeah. I'm like, this, because, and sometimes you, you, even it looks like they're setting it up and it doesn't happen. And I'm yeah. like, and, and that can be effective tension building, but you have to build the tension to something. And, that doesn't really happen in this game. Like, yeah. I don't know. I guess that I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of this. Yeah. Like what, like, why am I supposed to feel about this game? Am I supposed to I, be afraid of things? Or I don't am know. I, I haven't to... found the game to be scary at all. Like when I, I first started playing so. it, I thought the sound design was incredible. Cause you're constantly hearing all yeah. these moans and groans and technically it is impressive, but what it you, is a very technically impressive game. But what you find out is that like those sounds aren't coming from anything. <laughs> There's <laughs> well, nothing there. Anything. No, you'll hear like, and they're all like, I guess you're supposed to assume they're locked behind the prison cell door. But there's they, nothing there. Or they're in the wall. Like at first I was like, Oh, I'm scared to turn the corner. Cause I'm hearing this shambling creature. Yeah. And there's nothing there. Yeah. They're just layering over these groans and yeah, sounds. You hear effects. things and you think it's on the other side of the wall. When and it's, you go there's, in that room. It's not, there's nothing in the room. There's nothing. So, yeah. Like it's, there's or there's something. like a blood smeared in a place. It's like they were just here. I'm yeah. like, so no. what? Like, <laughs> they're all were just here. Yeah. yeah. I totally get it. The monster closets drove me crazy in this game. Enemies just appearing out of nowhere, dropping in behind you, coming up from grates, dropping down from holes in the ceiling. Like there's no way to prepare yourself for it. Yeah. Like they just. And it's like, it's funny because like you know i know that those are supposed to be scary or build tension or whatever but like and maybe if i liked how the game played i would feel that but yeah. the way i feel about the combat every time something pops out of another grating like my reaction is always just like oh for fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh come here you <laughs> asshole it's, 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 it's such a yeah because and maybe like, that's kind of in character for the for the I mean that character is kind of that kind of person. He's he's like yeah. a, he's a big doesn't you know, I mean he's like what he doesn't really have a reaction to this beyond like man I want to go home. Right. <laughs> that's like, it. Yeah. Like he's the combat is clunky. His traversal is clunky AF. Like if you yeah, try to like scramble and get away from enemies, forget it. Oh no. Even There's no running away. Even if you're trying to like cuz like you know you can still stomp on enemies and pick up the stuff in the in, in yeah. the fight. And sometimes I'm like okay, I'm low on life. I don't I can't use the injector cuz that takes forever. Right? Yeah. That's that is purely out of combat oh, yeah. healing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, if I can, I'll stomp on the guys I've killed so far in this fight. And if one of them drops, a, or maybe there's a health thing over on the on the side I haven't picked up yet, because like, they lay around sometimes when you enter a room. And just getting maneuvering over and getting the game to agree that this is what I want to prompt to interact with. By the time I get that done, sometimes I'm getting hit in the back again. Like it's no, the the prompts don't pop up half of the time. There's all the times like all the time I'll find a chest on the floor and I'm like oh, running yeah. in circles trying to get the icon to, the chest, to pop yeah. up. Like it's just annoying little crap like that. Yeah. And why? I don't know. Why? So much- again, the duh consulting firm could yeah. have helped with like 20 different things in this. There's where just it's just so like, many things that are duh. Make it easier for the icons to yeah. pop like, up. I, I, like, know, like, I know we, I say it a lot, but it's like there's so many things in, in this game that are solved problems. Yeah. Especially with how much it's like other games. Yeah, it's settled law. That's why I said it's crazy that this game came out in 2022, and it's just like a game that was made in 2008. Yeah, because there's an element. <laughs> when you find out that the guy who made De- created Dead Space is making a spiritual successor in this for next-gen consoles, yeah. and a, you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see what this guy has come up with in the right. meantime mm-hmm. <laughs> he hasn't come up with anything let's be honest he just really hasn't uh, which is a shame um, and, then, and look i mean this is they're probably gonna do really well i would th- I, i've seen ads for this before movies in theaters yeah like, seems they're, like they're marketing this real it. hard like yep. it's 
and it looks good when you see it like everyone's like oh like people are like oh what's that what's it and and uh, and i heard when i was i was at a movie last week and they ran the trailer for this ran before in the middle of all the other trailers you mm-hmm. know it was a clear and and someone like behind me goes goes uh, i heard someone behind me go that's a game <laughs> like and like yeah i get, yeah. I get it i can I see where you. some people would yeah. say that yeah um so there are only like five weapons in the game again no dismemberment gun, where you change the orientation. Now, as we said, you can't yeah. shoot their knee and the bottom of their leg will blow off. Mm-hmm. And if you shoot them in the shoulder, sometimes the arm will tear off. Yeah, but also, and again... But you shoot their heads off, they can still, they can still find come. you and kill you. How do they know yeah, where you in, in are? In Dead Space, when you cut their heads off, they don't. They can't see Yeah, you. they wander around. These even, guys, it's like their heads don't matter. Even Eternal Darkness did that. Right. Well, th- that also ended up being a way you could break the game. Right. In Eternal Darkness, if you haven't played it, a way to beat that entire game is walk into a room... And and just behead every okay. enemy. Unless you're playing against the green. Oh, right. The, the green ones still have a ghost that's head right. and they can see. That's it. right. That's right. Yep. Because uh, green is hard mode. In that <laughs> yeah, game. that's right. I forgot about that. Um, so you Zell- can take their heads off in this game. They still know exactly yeah. where you are. You would think you could take their head off and then creep away. No. Now I'm, they know exactly yeah. where you now are. Th- now I'm thinking that's because they don't see with their eyes anymore. They, they're parasites and the, whatever Maybe. the tentacles are the things that are doing that. <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to give them the, the benefit of the doubt on that. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, like, there's a dismemberment system in this. There's, you know, obviously you can cut every, everything yeah. off, basically. Yeah. Um, but in this, that's usually accidental. And if you're shooting, it's a test of kind of trying to be able to aim on the moving leg and try yeah. to hope that the, you know, the, the, the character model doesn't suddenly twitch out of the way. While you're trying. Whereas in Dead Space, because of the width of the beam, it's just a gameplay choice you make. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, I'm going to cut the legs off this guy. Boom, and I he's going to lay there. And now I have to deal with him in that form, but that's a choice I've made. Yeah. That doesn't exist in this It game. just happens organically in this yeah game. and like that's not interesting in yeah. in comparison to how dead space works yep so there even with this like you see that little like targeting thing on there and you think oh maybe that's how nope. you know it doesn't, it's not doesn't mean it's, it doesn't act like dead space it doesn't um so there are five weapons the weapons they're slow to give you new weapons in this game very slow yeah very like at slow. first it's fast because you get the baton you get the hand cannon and then there's like a three or four hour stretch where you don't get a new weapon it takes like forever to get another one and once you do you can use your callisto credits to go to the reforge machines and you can upgrade them and the animations for that stuff is pretty cool yeah like because you put your gun in there and it's this little pea shooter and then you watch this machine construct it into this brand new thing that you can now use um and some you get more yeah. mileage on that stuff than other high-end 3d printing yeah uh, which is pretty cool but yeah and all the weapons are like oh, hand is- cannon shotgun assault rifle there's one gun you get called the skunk gun which is basically this just is a shotgun the, uh, this is the original reveal trailer yeah yeah i guess it always did have that thing on the back of the neck like i don't know Where's this guy? <laughs> I haven't seen this guy in the I game. I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting that they decided to debut I assume it. this was the main character when I first saw right. it. So. Yeah. But it's not. Or maybe it originally he was. Maybe he was. Yeah. And they, and they it. Did decided well, to Actually, I guess it. this guy dies here. So maybe he's just a random prisoner. Oh, that's true. Um, and then we, we But it is very similar to how you wake up uh, with all hell breaking loose in, yeah. in the game. That's true. Uh, we talked earlier about you have telekinesis in this game. In fact, a lot of this game reminds me of like PsyOps, the MindGate conspiracy. Mm. Um, when I first got the ability to use telekinesis, it seemed weak, other than being able to throw enemies into like moving machinery or whatever. And I didn't use it that much. As I started playing the game more, I started to realize that every room is set up to use the telekinesis. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to start spending some of my Callisto credits on upgrading the telekinesis. And it ended up becoming like a world slayer. 
you, you can go into every room in this game and just pick up enemies and just throw them. There's there are spiked walls in every room in the game, and if you're not using the telekinesis, you may not even notice it, but mm-hmm. they're there. And once you start using the telekinesis, I thought the game became a cakewalk as I started upgrading it and using it. Um, I could just go into a room and just toss enemies into the walls and finish it like that. Yeah, I mean, there are some enemies kill. you can't really pick up, but... What'd you say? There's some enemies you can't really pick up. Yeah, that are but... too big. But for the most of the enemies, you can pick them up and toss yeah. them into whatever you want. And if you keep upgrading that, eventually the tossing part becomes lethal. Like, you can just throw them into yeah. a wall and it'll kill them. It's yeah, one of the upgrades. you damage from that. Yeah. From doing that. Yeah, so... You know, a lot of people may start playing this game and think that it's not important to use that. I found that in the later parts of the game, it was very valuable to have upgraded the telekinesis in this. And again, he gets his head shaved in this, and he it, this game, it's like playing PsyOps, the Mind Gate Conspiracy. It, like, if you level up that part of his abilities. Um, the enemies are repetitive. We already mentioned, though, that, like, eventually, like, they start to mutate in real time to become a tank. Like, if you don't... So you blow off their head... They grow tentacles out of the head, out of the missing head. And if you don't take those tentacles out, it will transform into a tank that yeah. you have to fight. And they'll come out of different, like, they come out of the stomach if you'd gut shot them as well. Like, yeah. I've seen that. Yep. I've, I haven't seen a lot of the next, gen, like, the evolved forms because I do tend to make sure I kill them first because mm-hmm. those things are annoying. And then there's some stealth in the game, but it's not, like, eventually you learn that you can even kill the robots. Like, they present the robots at first as, like, you got to sneak around mm-hmm. these guys. So if they find you, they kill, yeah, they'll kill so you instantly. Away, and at one point, they're like, shoot them in the head. I'm like, yeah, then they're okay, like, oh, then you realize the two blow shots up. to the I'm head, like, okay, they die. What, <laughs> like, why was I sneaking why you away? Just tell me that. <laughs> I know. It's just the, the little stuff like that adds up in this game. Mm-hmm. That you get to the end of it, and you're like, wait a minute. Like, why were these decisions made? Like, they just don't make a lot of sense. And then, you know, a lot of people play these games for atmosphere. Well, this game, as I mentioned earlier, it's claustrophobic because you're in, as Matt mentioned earlier, in these hallways smeared with blood. But it's all just, like, metal and truss and stuff like that. So it is an oppressive, claustrophobic game to play. But again, you, you interact with other people so often that it really takes away the sense of isolation that you had in the first game and you have in games like Metroid Prime. So if you're one of those people who like to play these games for that, it's lacking in this game, for sure. Um, you're constantly chattering. You have a little radio that's always going in your ear. There's an inmate who is helping you throughout pretty much the whole game. And so you're constantly chatting with him. You'll meet up with him at different parts of the game. And, and you're also just waiting for him to betray you. Cause like, right, because you know it's going to happen. Like, what else is going to happen in this story? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like, I don't know if he actually does, but like... What, I'm not going to... We don't talk how, about that. How else is that going <laughs> to play spoil. out? Because otherwise you're going to get off that that moon right. pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. like, that's, I'm not going to spoil anything. We don't do that here on Game Face. Um and then there is post-launch support coming. There's a new game plus and a hardcore mode coming on February 7th. Uh, the season pass with cosmetics are coming in February, March-ish. Uh, there's a horde mode coming in the spring. There's new story content coming sometime next year. So there's a lot of add-ons that are coming to this game eventually. However, Matt, with all that in mind, can you tell someone to buy this game? No. Me either. I can't. Not for 70 not, bucks. No, not for 70. I wouldn't even say for 60, I wouldn't either. No. The game's like 12, 13 hours long, so right around the same length as Dead Space. So it's not that the length of it is deterring me from telling people to play it. It's no. just... So I don't want more. It, <laughs> it, literally, when the game ends, you're ready for it to end, I guess is the best way I can put it. Um, 
So I would not recommend this at 60 or 70. I think $40 is probably the sweet spot for this game. It's all right, yeah. And I think with this publisher, it may not be that long. It'll be interesting to see how this game sells. Yeah, I'm, I think it'll do well. Because the reviews are, what's this Metacritic right now, around a 70-something? Yeah. It's not great. No, but it's it's heavily advertised and people have heard of it, and that's that. I mean, it's a first impression kind of thing. Um, I do think the other game that came out the same day is going to have better legs. Yeah. Because, because of what it is and the word of mouth on it, so... I just don't think that genre tends to sell quite as well. Yeah, I don't think this genre is all that amazing either in terms of sales. Yeah. Like, especially an M rated, you know, you've got an M rated game that isn't going to appeal the same way as uh, Midnight Suns. Yeah, and if you couldn't tell from the B roll, this is a hard M. <laughs> this is not one yeah. to buy Little yeah. Billy or Susie. Well, if, we, if the Little Billy or Susie have seen John Carpenter's The Thing, they're going right. to be fine, I think. Yeah. yeah. The gore in this is okay. It's. I feel like it could have been it's, better. It's a little silly, yeah. especially like the the you know. Obviously, it has the the gory kills of of the main character. Who's again? What's his name? Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. Jacob God, Lee. I, ne- I think his name. Never is. would have remembered that. <laughs> um, I remember the guy you're working. I don't remember his name. Yeah, it's Jacob Lee. Elias. I remember the. Yeah, name. you remember the the prisoner, but you didn't yeah, remember, I remember the, <laughs> the actual character. I remember the guy who actually said things. That's funny. Um, but. Uh, yeah, um, I don't remember what I was saying. Well, we were talking about which would sell better. Yeah, but I don't remember what I was just saying. Oh, okay. Um, but I think I think uh, in the long run, uh, this will probably oh the the kills you get from like when you, when when he gets killed. Oh, it has this sort of the the, the gory kind of like like Tomb it's Raider, like Resident Evil, before. Tomb Raider. Yeah. Um, most of that just looks silly. Yeah. To me. Like, and, and then and you watch them, and it's okay the first time, and there's only like. It seems like that's 10 or 12 well, because of them. that's one of the season past things is more Kills. ways for him to die <laughs> um which that's is hilarious weird that but, is um, very weird like like when the, like, there was a you showed a kill in the b-roll a little while ago that was like he grabs his jaw and wiggles it back and forth until the front of his, his face it rips his ripped jaw off, off. Yeah. yeah but that model of him with the face ripped off like that face rip off version of his model shows up a lot it's used in the other like, kills where oh, his yeah, head's ripped in half basically yeah it's yeah. just you're, you're seeing the same thing a lot <laughs> it's sort of model. repurposed into a different form which just, seems so weird it's a little bit i mean look like i don't want to get too critical of the of the random gore shit but it's like every even mortal Kombat varies that yeah pretty well yeah like and Mortal Kombat's the the game series that used to use multiple like they used to throw fourteen large intestines in and call it an exploding body. Like, <laughs> yeah, you step your game up here. Yeah, in, in in these days. Yeah, I'm disappointed in this game, Matt. Same. I mean, I, I I don't think I was anticipating it quite the way you were. Yeah, but I was. I like horror games. A I lot was more. expecting something better than this. Yeah, I didn't expect um, to. I know you feel like there's a huge difference between Dead Space and this. I don't. I think there isn't, and that's the problem. Is that Dead Space is 14 years old, and this game is almost identical to it. All that time later, it doesn't feel like it's learned anything I from just, its the I, other games. I just don't see the identical. I mean, I do in terms of like kind of presentationally, like guy with a camera behind his shoulder going through a zombie infested space place thing, but like. Dead Space has so much more interesting choices. I'm not saying in which combat. is better, like, but I think right, Dead but, Space is probably better. But. but but that's what I mean is like Dead Space is so defined by that combat and that setting and that way of interacting with everything and that silent protagonist being part of the mystery. Like 
all the things I associate with Dead Space that make it Dead Space and not just over the shoulder horror game. Mm-hmm. That's not here. Yeah, this just this is just another over the shoulder horror game. And and I would think it's you know while well, definitely you're going to compare it to Dead Space because of who made it and sort of the, the setting to some degree. Um, I think it's a lot more fair to Dead Space to say that this is just sort of an alternate universe what might have been made in 2008 instead of Dead Space. Hmm. Like, this is a more boring way to do what Dead Space did. And they're both just taking from Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Um, And that's the biggest flaw here, I think, is that it's not really doing anything different from Resident Evil 4, which isn't a a killer, but you have to do some things better. They did nothing better. Nothing nothing better than RE4. So, it's like, if you're not going to innovate you have to execute, and I don't think this does either. Yeah, that's my issue with it. Let's take a look at chat. And I don't, I don't even think the telekinesis thing. The telekinesis thing. You're right. It does become very powerful, but I feel like it feels like a band aid to the boring combat, rather than something that works in concert with the combat, like in Dead Space with the slow mo thing, like with the, the the time distortion thing. It gives you a little more time to cut a thing off. It gives you a little more time to aim, like. Whereas this one is just like, oh, it's so hard to fight multiple enemies. Let's just like have them be able to throw them in four into grinders before the. No, I think you're. I think you're right. I think that was a way to remedy that for sure. I just don't find that interesting. You're right. It is a very viable tactic, but Mm -hmm. I'm just. It's just. And I don't think you realize it until you try to use it, and then you're like, wait a minute. There's actually spiked walls all over the place in this game. It's really. You're like, why are they there? Well, once you realize that that's there's no reason narratively for them to be there. It's like like, because they no. Well, I mean, it's just. I mean, that's kind of. I guess the part of the reason for the boring setting is like it's like it's just like this random industrial complex prison. Yeah. So things are just left everywhere. (laughs) They just spike walls on Um, the wall. Yeah. yeah, There's there's plenty of ways to kill kill monsters doing that. Yeah. uh, it's it, it's almost like habit. Once you go into a room and there's a bunch of things coming at you, it's like okay, blink, 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 yeah, blink, blink, you can do it. And then like like shoot the shoot the head off the spitter guy, and then say, and and then you'd finish that, and then four guys pop out of like hit hidden compartments. And you're like oh, for fuck or they like, drop down from the ceiling. Yeah, it's just like oh, we gotta do this again. <laughs> Let's take a look at chat and see what you guys are saying. If you have any questions about this game, feel free to hit us up. Um, Eat Demon says it's too short for seventy, but that's my hot take. Why not a hard rule? I tend to follow two dollars per hour. Okay. You'll never go to a movie at that No, nope. <laughs> And I mean, I, I don't go to movies anymore. Um, Justin Horman brings up a good point. Resident Evil 4 is, what, 17 years old now? Yeah. And we're, they're still making games, like, off of that template. Isn't it 18 now? Yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah. Yep. Uh, very goose. After this review and some other podcasts, I feel like I've seen everything I need for this game. And I'll just see where the Dead Space remake lands. Yep. I think that's a smart way to yep. go at it. I am... I am very much looking forward to the Dead Space re- like there's not this game really retaught me appreciation for Dead Space. That Japanese dude brings up a good point too. No replay value. There really isn't. It's no, a completely linear game. I don't know why the you'd scenarios to, don't change. I don't know why you'd want to experience any of this again. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not it's not it's not fun with a weird, wacky story like Resident Evil or like fun bosses or fun set piece encounters and it's not an interesting sort of combat mechanic like Dead Space where you're like, oh, what happens if I take this guy out like this? There's nothing like that in here. Yeah. It's, it's just you're just getting through it. It's practically a walking simulator in that sense. Yeah, like you're a little just bit. Going through the, they're going through the narrative, and there's little extra things. But the extra things you find are not interesting or tidbits of the world building. They're just things that are going to make the rest of the game a little easier because you now have more equipment or, or more money. Not Cirque says, I love this game. It's such a palate cleanser from God of War. All right. Squishy Muffin asks, can you see them improving with the sequel? 
Maybe. Yeah. Like, but it's been 14 years and he didn't improve on it. Like maybe, so maybe not. Like maybe the next one will be as good as Dead Space. <laughs> um, Barry Lomax, I've heard it's described as a QTE on rails. No, that's not accurate. Uh, there are QTEs, I, but I get where that's coming in terms of how the Dodge system works because it does yeah. have that element without a prompt, obviously. Yeah. But like, no, it's not that restrictive. The QTEs aren't that often. Maybe the B-roll fooled you into thinking that's the case. Um, hail to Starscream. The enemies look so boring compared to the Necromorphs. Yeah, they yep. they and they're repetitive. They're just like, there's nothing in there you haven't seen already. Yeah, yeah, and they they're repetitive. Like they don't change up the enemies enough throughout the course of the game. Yeah, even when the tentacles evolve them, they just become a bigger, lumpier version of what yeah. you already fought. It's not even as interesting as like when the tentacles pop out of the heads from the Ganados in right. RE4. Yeah, you're right. Sneaky, is it like Bioshock? No. No, not no, at that's all. That's blasphemy comparing it to Bioshock. I wish it were like Bioshock. Uh, I want to go up and hit some... I saw some of you guys contribute with Twitch Prime earlier. And I want to thank you guys if I can get back to the top very quickly here. Um, let's see. Oh, the scroll. That's very slow. There it goes. Know, what it was doing? Oh, uh, it's loading previous chat. No. Oh. Uh, I think it won't let me go all the way back, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. What are you trying to get to? I just want to thank people for Twitch Prime. Uh, mine doesn't have that limitation. Because it's a phone. I don't see anyone. Um, El Guapo, do you think there's enough fin- foundational parts in this game that would warrant a sequel? Les- Lestevid just... Lestev D just subscribed. <laughs> Thank you, but, Lestevid. Uh... Let's Steve D. I gotta order some more cream liqueur. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thirty-two months. That's I got, awesome. I, yeah. Or uh, is it cream? It's LS cream. Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah. But the website is cream LS. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I gotta order some more of that for Christmas. Have you gone through what you had before? Oh, we drank that in one day last yeah. year. Like that was that was long gone. I'm out too, Steve. <laughs> I just no, they, they have him. Oh, he just gifted a bunch. <laughs> he gifted ten. Oh, thank you, Lestevad. Thank you for gifting no, all this stuff, at, man. That's um, awesome. What was it? Uh, Total Wine here carries it. Okay. Oh, so. that's great. Uh, Sleeping Turtle 3, is it a short campaign? It was like 12 or 13 hours, it's, I think. It's standard horror game. Yeah, it's pretty much the same length as OG Dead Space was. Yeah. Let's have it. I will send some. All right, man. You're, that liquor is perfect for the holidays, It's too. excellent. It's, it's, it really is. It's exactly what you want at Christmas parties. It tastes parties. like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like Christmas. I like that. Uh, so anyway, there you go. That is the Callisto Protocol. I'm not going to lie. I'm disappointed in this game. It is one of the bigger yep. disappointments of the year for me. Uh, someone who does really enjoy horror games and horror films. Um, and someone it, who doesn't really, I was like, oh, this one looks like something I could get into. And then, nope. Yeah. Like so, And not because of the horror aspect. Just because I don't think there's, yeah. there's nothing in here to sink, sink there, your teeth It doesn't have a spark. No. I think that's really what I would say overall. It lacks that spark, that USP, that unique selling proposition, that one reason that you can tell everybody that they need to play it. Like, I just can't yeah. find it. I've like, at most, you're like, well, it looks nice. Right. Yeah. It is pretty, but it's also not like a next-gen showcase either. It's not like some a game that you would buy just to show off your PS5 or your Xbox Series X to, like, your buddy or your parent or whatever. So um, it just kind of falls in the middle in that way. So disappointed. I do think they'll probably make a sequel because I do think this will probably sell well enough to warrant a sequel. And I hope that they are a little more adventurous and a little more brave. I think it will sell very well. I think the, the, ad, the ad campaign tends to dictate that, especially for games with no previous reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'll sell very well. Okay. What? Any guess on how much it'll sell before um, end of year? I don't know. A couple million units probably would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Lesteva says Bevmo too. He has his drink okay. at Bevmo. That's huge to get into those two places. That's yeah. what it's all about. If you're manufacturing liquor. Okay, let's move on. We're going to talk next about a game that Matt has hinted at a couple times already by mentioning that it came out on the same day as the Callisto Protocol. It is a completely different game from the Callisto Protocol, and you want to talk about a palate cleanser from God of War or the Callisto Protocol, I would argue this is it, and that is Marvel's Midnight Suns. Now, before we get too far into this, I'm just going to let you know I have only played the first hour of this game um, because I knew I played the first hour and I was like, Matt is going to love this effing game. And I knew, I'm like, he's probably going to hate Callisto Protocol. So I'm going to plow forward in Callisto Protocol. So one of us will have played more of that because I knew he was going to play more than me of Marvel's Midnight Suns. And as it turns out, I was exactly right. Matt, you spent, mm-hmm. what, 20-some hours on this yeah, already? I'm about 25 hours. And I'll hour. say this, too. I really liked the first hour of this. It was torture for me to not play more of Midnight Suns and go back and play these other two games. And we'll get to the other game here in a minute. These other two games that were really frustrating and annoying for me. I wanted to continue playing Midnight Suns. Matt, tell us how you love it. Tell um, us why you love it. Because it is XCOM with Marvel. It really and is that simple. With the one thing removed that I don't like about XCOM, which is the time limit. Yeah, I don't like permadeath in XCOM either. You can turn that off now. Yeah, permadeath. I don't really. Well, that's the thing is like permadeath is annoying because uh, a lot of times it's not your fault. Right. Um, but the main thing I don't like about XCOM is you're on a timer between missions. Like you, if you don't do this in time, the 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 bar is going to fill. Threat bar is going to fill up, and aliens take over the world no matter how well you did already. And I don't like that. In fact, when I have replayed XCOM 2, I have used a cheat engine thing that disables the threat bar. No. That just lets me play missions however Interesting. I want. Um, and, like, I mean, you can still loot, obviously. You know, so the threat basically there becomes my guys could die, mm-hmm. um, which is a more interesting problem for me. Marvel, uh, there is no there is no time limit. You, you you're supposed to be trying to stop Lilith. This is by the way, this is a turn based strategy game like XCOM. Some people may not even know what yeah, XCOM it's is. Turn based strategy game with a card system where your attacks um, are all cards, and uh, and so you can tell it's by the same people, but it does not play exactly the same in the sense that XCOM is a more cover based stop. Uh, yep. You're you're trying to keep your guys behind cover and shoot from behind cover, and the big change in terms of gameplay is one of the key things of XCOM is when you try to, you know, when you, when you pick an enemy to shoot at, you'll get a percentage that tells you your percentage chance of hitting, uh, the enemy. And one of the constant problems in XCOM is that you miss. Mm-hmm. You can have a 95% chance of hitting and you're and still, somehow you're gonna get you that still five miss perc- that. Att- you're going to get that 5% <laughs> way more than 5%, more than 5% of the time. Of the time. It's so enough. weird. <laughs> there is no way to miss in this game. Yeah. You all, all, all attacks hit because they specifically said in an interview a while ago, they had that, that missing ability in this. And the thing they learned from playing it themselves and from focus testing is that it doesn't feel like a superhero if you miss your punches. Yeah, it's absurd for a superhero. So the only difference <laughs> in this is um, you'll hit every time, but there are um, uh, there are ways to pump up the power of this of of things. So there's critical hits, and there's ways to. Uh, have card synergies work that um, make your attacks way, way, way more powerful. Like yeah. four or five times more powerful in terms of HP damage sometimes. And the way it works is you have a hand of... Every character has a deck. 
of eight cards. And you have to have a certain number of attacks, which are just obviously attacks, a certain number of abilities, which are abilities that will do various things. They'll put up a shield, or they'll let you do something that knocks a guy over or something. And you'll have a heroics, which use heroic points, which are generated by playing the other cards. So every card, every card that doesn't use heroic points has a little heroic point thing in the corner of the lower lower left corner and that gives you that many points for playing that card yep and you can use those hero heroic points to do the powerful abilities which are the heroic abilities and those are the really strong things. flashy yeah big almost like finishers yeah and some of those are like you know there's iron man has one that hits everybody mm-hmm. and it's, so basically you have those eight cards you can swap those out and power them up and like you know you there's a whole bunch of systems where you get more of those cards and you have two two of those two of the same card you can merge them together for a cost and make them a powerful version of that card and you can find rarer cards and epic cards and legendary cards that are way more powerful from various you know from missions and from getting items from missions like there's ways to get and you can so you build the deck of eight it's always always has to be eight you take three characters on a mission and basically you mix each of their decks of eight cards into a deck of 24 cards and you draw six at the beginning and that's your hand and as you use them up you draw more at the beginning of each turn and that's what you can play so you don't have access to everybody's abilities at all times but you have this access to this hand of cards and sometimes that hand of cards is your friend and sometimes it is not before we get too much further into the mechanics what's the plot in this because a lot of people are like um, midnight suns what the hell's midnight suns so a lot mid- of people aren't even familiar with it so midnight suns is a kind of off branch of marvel um uh, it comes from an early 90s thing where, um, and then it was called Midnight Suns, S-O-N-S. Mm-hmm. Uh, they changed it to Suns, S-U-N-S, because um, there's also girls. Yep, now there's girls in, in the group. Yeah. And there always were. Oh, there were? Some, but like no one cared. Like, <laughs> They're like, just like, whatever, it's 1992. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Pretty much. So Midnight Suns <laughs> came about mainly because um, in the early, very beginning of the, like 9091, I think it was, uh, Marvel put out a new uh, Ghost Rider series starring a new Ghost Rider. So not Johnny Blaze. If you saw the old guy in the biker gear at the beginning of the B-roll there, that was that's Johnny Blaze. He was the original Ghost Rider in the 70s. They came up with a new guy named Dan Ketch, who was the new Ghost Rider. And the new Ghost Rider was possessed by a different demon. And he was more about... Um, uh, vengeance. It was about the spirit of vengeance stuff. And that was always there with Ghost Rider, but it was very emphasized in the early 90s. Ghost Rider it was a very, very edgy, very like, you know, he had the penance stare where you, he stares at someone and they feel all the harm they've caused other people in their whole lives tenfold all at once. And yep. like, that's, his base, that's his finishing <laughs> move. And kind of like, um, and that crushing be- depression. Yeah. And that, that, uh, series became a massive hit. Ghost Rider blew up. It was be- huge. Yeah. And because of that, um, Marvel went all in on sort of the dark magic-y stuff, and they, they emphasized uh, Doctor Strange, and they brought back Damian, Damian Hellstrom, and they brought in uh, new... They brought Johnny Blaze back uh, in, a, in a... There's a Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze team-up book called Spirits of Vengeance, where he, you see, he looked very much like that, but younger, and he had, a, had the, the shotgun he had in that cutscene that shoots Hellfire, but only at the guilty. And, <laughs> it won't fire on innocent yeah, people. Yeah, and, and that, that's actually... A, if you, if you have 
have like Marvel Unlimited or something or, or you know, the Internet, you go find Spirits of Vengeance from the early 90s. And it's just like a 13 issue series of Johnny Blaze and Ghost Rider, like traversing the, the United States, like writing wrongs, like an old like 1970s, like fall <laughs> guy show movie. or something. Yeah, it's really funny. It's real fun. They fight Venom at one point, too. Huh. But uh, just like in this game. But eventually, as they sort of kind of created and Morbius was part of that and all these things. And so basically, as they did and Blade, the Night Stalkers were that, uh-huh. that group that they hunted vampires. So, and every time they they started kind of grouping them under this banner of the Midnight Suns as like this is the dark supernatural corner of Marvel, the Marvel Universe. And so that's what that meant. And they brought them back in more recent years as the Midnight Suns, S U N S, as like a specific team that like deals with supernatural bullshit. And that is what they are. <laughs> that is what they are in this. Um, and uh, and someone's I, trying to revive Lilith, right? Yeah. So there's a, there's some some new stuff in this. So like Lilith, Lilith's always been sort of in the in, around, but the new stuff is the caretaker who is Lilith's sister, mm-hmm. and uh, the hunter who is who's the, on your side. The caretaker is actually on caretaker's your side. Caretaker's your side. Yeah. yeah, on your side. She's she's against her evil sister, mm-hmm. and she, along with Agatha Harkness, who you will know from uh, WandaVision, uh, Catherine Hahn. Mm-hmm. Um, who has been a character in the Marvel comics for forever, like as an old weird lady who always had her own agenda. Um, she and Agatha in the 1600s raised this uh, kid who, to become the hunter, who was the, 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 the child of Lilith. Once Lilith went off to become evil, um, raised the hunter, they call, call them to uh, oppose Lilith and defeat Lilith. And they did. Uh, back in like 1610 or something mm-hmm. and then after that was done they put the hunter was killed in that fight and put they put the hunter to rest and Lilith went to rest in another coffin somewhere else in the world and at the beginning of this game Hydra resurrects Lilith to take over the world because that's what Hydra does. I love the scene where they go hail Hydra hail I was Hydra. like yeah. <laughs> it took me back to like being a kid again basically hail Hydra I, that was ruined for me because um, uh, Lindsay Ellis did a thing where it's like all the guys doing the salute in Captain America. Going, hey, Hydra. Yeah. And she goes, hang glider. <laughs> and that's all I hear now. It does, Cause it looks like they're holding onto a hang glider right. when they do the salute. <laughs> that's funny. Um, and so, uh, so Lilith comes back and takes over Hydra basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Dr. Strange and, uh, Iron Man realize this is happening because the, cause science is going wrong. Everything's going weird. Like the rules of reality are going weird. And uh, they end up getting um, found by caretaker who brings them to this. The uh, no, they the sanctum sanctorum, Doctor Strange's house, basically gets assaulted by everything in the world, and he realizes he has to go talk to the caretaker. And so they go to the abbey, which is a pocket, a little like an old abbey in a pocket dimension outside of Salem, Massachusetts, because of course it is. Yeah, and. Um, they get there and uh, the caretaker's like, yeah, this is all going wrong. These are the Midnight Suns. So the, her Midnight Suns team is uh, Blade, uh, Magic, Ileana Rasputin, Colossus' his younger sister, um, uh, Robbie Rays, who is the current Ghost Rider, uh, who drives a muscle car. Um, there's a lot of ghost riders now. There's, 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 an, there's a prehistoric ghost rider who rides a woolly mammoth. I'm hoping he shows up in the MCU at some point. But I did not recognize most of the Midnight Suns. The new ones, and, Nick, and Nico is, um, she's from Runaways. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting because Runaways was a kind of a niche comic that a lot of people like, but they did have a TV series, and she's actually voiced really? by, the, by the woman who plays her in the live action oh, TV wow. series, which is interesting. Um, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel with Marvel at this point. Like they're just finding any IP that they can use and say Marvel. Well, the <laughs> well, the Runaways was uh, that was a 
a separate that's not MCU. Oh really? It was like a separate thing. I don't remember where that came I'm from. I'm not familiar with it at all. It's about a, a it's a super team of kids, teenagers whose parents all are all supervillains. Uh, and they don't want to be supervillains, so they all run away together oh, and okay. form a team. It's very one of the most famous uh things in it is uh Molly is a young like I think she's like ten, but she has super strength. She's invulnerable and has super strength. And at one point the Punisher mouths off to her, so she just punches him in the stomach and it's like the hardest he's ever been hit and he just can't get up for a while and he's and like no one ever lets the punisher forget he got beat up by by a tiny little girl ever again as like as as it's but nico was the oldest and she has a she has a staff called the staff of one that can cast any spell but it can only do it once oh so you and it's like one word or a simple ask of it so you have to constantly be creative in how you ask it to cast spells because if you say fire this was my thing and i don't know if they've ever addressed this in the comics my thing is okay fireball you can cast fireball you can't cast fireball again you're done that was the one time you can get what if i say fireball plus one? Oh. what if i say super fireball yeah like stuff like that it's a, <laughs> so it's, it's that's fun so she i would say she is the most obscure character in this game I mean, the Midnight Suns, um, to me, like, I looked at them, I'm like, who the hell are these people? Well, you know Blade. Right. But, um, like, the other three, I was like... Well, you know Blade, you would recognize Robbie if he was in Ghost Rider. You at least know it was Ghost Rider. It's a guy with a right. fucking skull. Like, yeah. Who else is that? Uh, I guess Ileana's not very well known. Yeah. Um, I know her because I'm an X-Men fan. She's she's one of the new mutants. She's been around forever. Um, and uh, Blade, obviously, is Blade. Yeah. So, they're her team, and uh, Strange and, and Tony basically say, okay, we'll work with you. And uh, so, they all... You basically... You go back to try to, like, rescue Wanda, who's trying to hold the, the line at the Sanctum Sanctorum, and you fail. Like, mm-hmm. they steal... They, Hydra steals the Sanctum Sanctorum. You literally yeah. pick it up out of the ground, and Venom shows up all powered up by demon magic, and there's nothing you can do. And so, you basically... Your base of operations becomes this abbey, and that is basically the the home base in the equivalent of like an XCOM game. Yeah. And so Which every, is a big deal in XCOM, the home yes. base. And it's a big deal here. Like every so every day you, you so you play the hunter. Like your character is the hunter. Hunter is a new character. You create your own character. Create your own character. Yeah. Um, male or female. Um, although they only refer to Hunter as they, so as not to have to record the lines twice. So technically <laughs> you could argue that the hunter is non binary. Right. Um <laughs> So the caretaker, uh, Sarah, and the hunter are new characters. As far I don't think the caretaker is an existing character. I've never I, I, seen her, but neither have I. So if I haven't seen it, it probably yeah, probably not. Because this whole the whole Lilith uh, caretaker hunter triangle is new to me. Okay, so, uh, as far Which as means I know, it's that's new. Not, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so you're basically trying to build Hunter up to become powerful enough to be able to fight Lilith, right? Um, and uh, as time goes on, you have to sort of build. Re- so it's, it's an inter- I, So here's the interesting thing about this game that I didn't expect really, because I, I, you know, I watched some early stuff and trailers and things, mm-hmm. but it didn't show a lot of gameplay really. Show- no, I did not realize that half this game is basically a dating sim. Yeah, like, like you are spending a lot of time interacting with, with relationships, characters, building your relationships yeah. and friendships with these characters, hanging out with them. Like this is hanging out with with Spider Man. Yep. Um, and the more you build your friend and every your dialogue choices, the like Netflix or dislike and them. Chill. You give you have, you pick up gifts to give them, and like they like you have to decide which gifts they'll like and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was surprised that that was a part of the game too, honestly. And like it's kind of great. Yeah. Like there's a whole subplot where like well, it's fun. You're allowed. Yeah. It's like you're letting your fantasies go wild yeah. with. And there's the a whole subplot IP. where the where the characters are like. Um, like Blade is is kind of interested in uh, Captain Marvel, and so like 
he, you work with him to like concoct this whole thing where you like that Eurogamer review mentions this, which I'm gonna bring. I'm bringing this up because I know Eurogamer already mentioned it, so mm-hmm. it's not. It's you know, at least we're only. You're like kind of spoiling thing. something, yeah. Like, yeah. So he works up like a way to have like a book club with with uh, with Captain Marvel, but then Captain America's like, "Oh, that sounds fun. I want to come too." <laughs> the and third like, wheel. And Blade, this is this is a quote from the Eurogamer review. Blade is too shy to say no, which is not a sentence I thought I would ever read. Blade yeah, is too shy. It doesn't to, add up. Yeah. And like, it's it's funny because, and so it happens, like it, you know, and it, it works out. But like, it's funny because it's like. It's it's it works because it's it gives you something for the characters to do and something to like, interact with, but it also makes Blade kind of adorable. Yeah, and that is not Which a thing that weird. happens yeah, very that's, often. It doesn't. But it works. That I, makes sense for his character. No, it does make because he's just a he's, a he's just a guy. Yeah. But like it's funny. It's, I I like the dichotomy of like he's a big tough dude and he's he's kind of the leader of the Midnight Suns because the oldest one of the of the of the four of them. But he still gets kind of. Well, he's uh, he's intimidated by the most powerful person on the planet, who yeah. is Captain Marvel. Yeah. Captain Marvel is very, very powerful, and she has no need for anyone. Yeah, like that's, you know, she, that's <laughs> part, part of her you. character. <laughs> um, and it's just it's 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 fun. Like, I, it's really if you care about these characters already, there's there's a lot of fun stuff in there to to deal with. And then the missions you go on um, are all these turn based things where you go out and basically usually you're beating up Hydra, but there's also like supernatural things, demon dogs, you know, as, as the game progresses, the story progresses, you're fighting more and more supernatural things and not just like soldiers. Right. Um, it feels a little like the Hydra stuff. Hey, Hydra. Yeah. It feels a little like the early <laughs> stuff with Hydra is like, oh, you're, you're much service. more. Fraxis well, is more comfortable. Nobody cares about Hydra. Fraxis <laughs> is more comfortable, like, dealing with, like, military guys right. running around. Right. Um, and then you slowly. It's got, more XCOM. Yeah, yeah. You kind of work your way into the weird shit. Much like XCOM. You know, early yeah, on, you're just yeah. fighting sort of random soldiers, and then you start fighting guys that can possess people and right. shape shift and do all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a, there's a good progression to that. And I will say. Um, they did a fantastic job making everything feel big and strong and oh, impactful yeah. and powerful. Like every the attacks in this are insane. Almost I mean, you can see a lot of this card B-roll. you play in this makes you feel like a badass. Yeah, like it's really well done. There's a big knock, there's a knockback system. That oh is, yeah, we should have mentioned that. That's a huge yeah. part of the game. There's a key thing to it where like um, you have three card plays per turn, so you can you can play three cards. And then you have to end your, and you have, you have play three cards. You can have, I think it's two redraws. So you can replace cards in your hand if you don't want to use one or can't use one. You can move once, which means reposition a character to ma- put so them to somewhere. line them up. Yeah, because one because th- one thing to note uh, that's very different from XCOM, you can play cards from anywhere on the field. Right. Like yeah. wherever you are, you play. A, you can play an attack card, and you pick any enemy on the field, and your character will move to them and hit mm-hmm. them. Like it, you do not need to worry about positioning. Unless you want to push an enemy into a specific thing, yeah, because there's a there's a mechanic in this is almost like bowling. Yeah, you can you knock use an enemy as like bowling pins. Of, you can knock them into things. You can knock them into things that will stun them. Other you can knock them other into characters. other characters. Yeah. You can knock them in, eventually. You can upgrade where you knock them into your own character and it doesn't hurt them and they can punch them and get more damage. Yeah, you can push objects into them if you spend hero points. Like you can you can throw. <laughs> One of my favorite things in the game is like you can spend a whole turn wailing away on a guy and using superpowers and an Iron Man's repulsor blast and Carol's throw and you know cosmic energy at them and if the only thing you have left you run out of card plays you can still use hero points to you interact with objects so there have been times when i threw the entire energy of a sun at a guy and he still had like four hit points so i killed him by picking up a bunch of newspapers and smashing him on the head with and that great. is hilarious that's great that is really yeah. fun um and it, it, there's all these ways to kind of cheat your way 
into more damage and that's yeah. a lot of like you spend the hero points to push the crate and hit these guys again and that's what you need it's to not kill cheating this. though it's being creative right but it feels yeah. like you're getting it away does. with something it does like, that's the genius of the design of, the, of that and like so even though you're done with your card plays you've still got some more tra- and you've got quick cards where if you kill a guy when you play a card that is quick as a property you get that card play back so it's like free kills right um there's so much in there and there's so many things you can come up with and and that's and here's the other thing that's very important about this there are no bad characters in this game. There are bad character combinations. Like there, you can end up with. Like, I've ended up with a couple characters that just don't do enough damage because they're both support characters, basically. But they're all good. Yeah. They all have uses. I don't like Ghost Rider very much because he, um, a lot of his moves damage himself to do damage to other characters, and I don't like characters. That I hate characters do that. that do that. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, a, there, but there are other. There's a Nico, and if, depending on how you play your Hunter, because Hunter can go light or dark. Um, based on what your morality choices are, um, that's in here too. Yeah, um, you can heal pretty effectively. So like you can use Ghost Rider, damage yourself pretty hard, and then heal the heal him up, and then you get hero points for doing that. So you can play more stuff. Like it's all it's it's so I've, I have been up since three in the morning at least three nights in a row here playing this game because I don't realize how late it goes. I'm not surprised to hear like, that at it all. Is, I played an hour of this and I'm like, this is Matt's like yeah. forever game. Like if you haven't pieced <laughs> this one together, I love this game. <laughs> um, MHG Immortan Joe asks, is this relationship side required for progress or is it just for backstory and lore? I wouldn't want to try to not do it because you get so many good bonuses from oh. the friendships. Like the friendships... Um, uh, they they give you uh, bonus stuff both for you and they give you bonus stuff for the character. So like now because I'm such good friends with Captain Marvel, periodically um, if she KOs somebody, she has a certain I think a forty percent chance of getting counter, which means um, anyone who attacks her because once you finish your turn the enemy goes. Yeah. If you have counter, as long as you're not dazed or to get like a you know like a a, a a status effect that takes you out of the out of the mix. If you have counter. You counter hit everyone that attacks you. Oh. Carol has I've killed a guy with him, with her. She got the counter status, which means I think didn't even touch me or something like that. And then like four guys attacked her in the enemy turn and she killed them all. <laughs> like she's got, I, I have racked up like nine kill streaks with her. Wow. Like she is, she is probably my favorite character so far. I don't have everybody on the team yet. I, Wolverine's about to join. Um, I've got a few more to pick up, but like, yeah, I I love the way, and also like one thing I think is interesting, especially given the the um, the promotional material. Everybody's in their fancy Midnight Suns magic evil looking suits. All that everybody spends most of their time in the normal. Yeah, and just their street clothes. Like, yeah, like, and also yeah, the street clothes. They wear street clothes at, at the Abbey during the day. Like the way it works is you get up in the morning and then you can go do your business. Where you have to go like. You go talk to everybody that needs to be talked to. You go talk to Tony and Strange down in the forge because, like, you get stuff from the missions the, ne- the previous day, and you can turn in like the the goo for like new cards, and then you can do a research. Yes, like Gexcom, you do research yeah. to, to add another thing. You can pay money to add on parts to the forge or the training area or the yeah. There's the, sim elements to it. It's it's just like Gexcom. It's all these interacting systems yeah. and parts that, like, as you upgrade them, you get more and more better things. Um, it, it's it's horrifyingly compelling it just you lose hours to yeah. this thing and like it and it's it's so and there's a whole the abbey like outside of it there's a whole 
area outside of it and there's all these puzzles to solve and there's this ton huge map to open and like mysteries to open and more items to get and you get like a like words of power that like open more things and you get all these chests and you get these arcane keys you can use to open all these arcane chests and the chests depending on how powerful they are will open more and you get arcane knowledge by reading reading things and doing magic stuff and as you level those up the lower level chests no longer take arcane keys to open so you can just open and they reset every few days so you can just keep opening stuff and getting more stuff it's systems it's, on systems and here, on systems. systems and here's here's the thing that i think is interesting so i'm now i'm going to get into some stuff that i think is not bad but let's ask if you had any issues. criticisms of the game yeah. well here's my here's my criticisms uh, I, my criticisms are mostly technical um it doesn't look amazing it, no it doesn't look amazing it doesn't look bad i don't care about that yeah though. i mean it, has, it runs on everything i'm in there a, there's a switch for yeah. coming yeah i can, yeah so it's 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 definitely running on unreal in a way that is not super impressive. But I mean, look, some of this stuff looks really cool. Oh yeah. It, it, oh, I think the attacks in the game look yeah, amazing. It does yeah. a lot of that, you know, it, it, it does that very good, very good um, justice for the most part. Yeah. Every once in a while, you get a close up of something. You're like, mm, yeah. Mm. Um, but for the most part, it's fine. You know. It, it, uh, but the other thing, so I have two things. You can pick which one you want first. First thing is, <laughs> first thing is technical problems, and the other thing is a design thing I've noticed design thing first okay so the design thing i've noticed this is actually not really a criticism i guess this is more a thing i noticed that i'm like if you would like to think about how this could have gone very badly <laughs> here's my here's my th i don't have any proof of this this is not a research thing i didn't interview anybody about this at 2k or for access or anything but here's here's my thing so People complain about the DLC on this, like you don't, you know, the DLC that you can buy is, is basically outfits for the characters. And I should note that the outfits for the characters are all for the Marvel characters. The only character who has outfits that change stats is Hunter, and none of Hunter's outfits are for sale. Mm, okay. So all, it's That's all good. cosmetic. Yep. Um, here's the thing. So in the game... Um, you have the, the arcane chests laying around and mm -hmm. they reset every few days. And that's where you get all cosmetics and, and you know, there's literally hundreds, maybe thousands of cosmetic items, like in terms of how you can customize Hunter, in terms of all the color schemes for every character, every Marvel character has all these different outfits and all those outfits have all these different color schemes you can unlock and then you have to pay them for them with in-game glo gloss currency, which you get tons of, so it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. When you open those chests around the, the abbey and the surrounding grounds, that's where you you know you pick the rarity. There's like a common one and an epic one and a legendary one and whatever. As you unlock, you find them and, and reveal them with, through puzzles and stuff. And you have to open them with what are called arcane keys. And arcane keys are pretty rare. Like... How do solve, you get them? You either solve a puzzle or you do it sometimes on training. You, you can pick every day. You can do a daily training with a different character, and that'll give you some friendship experience with them and usually give them a buff for when they start the next mission with you. They'll get a bonus, and sometimes the bonus is a, a, an arcane key. Here's the thing. Because, and because those chests reset, there's a set number of chests in the world, and they reset every few randomly, kind of every few days. I believe, with no evidence but <laughs> anecdotally i believe just by experience through how i've seen games i very much believe that originally those arcane keys were going to be sold for real money oh. and the way you were going to get new cosmetics and stuff from those chests is to pay for those keys hmm. and that's how you were i mean i'm sure you could find some in the world yeah. but i'm sh i have 
there is not a single doubt in my mind. I am 97% sure <laughs> that the original design for this by 2K standards, because we've seen how they monetize right. shit, yeah. was the arcane keys are going to be for sale for a bundles of arcane keys to go open all these chests if right. you want to get cosmetics. And that's not in the game. That is not in the game. The arcane keys can only be gotten through in-game means. There is no microtransaction stuff beyond buying specific costumes for for the characters. That again do not impact how they play. That do not. Impact. I. It it feels like a microtransaction system when you're running around doing it. You're uh-huh. like you're like I am shocked that I don't have to do something real world to get these keys. Right. Right. And, like, I very much believe that was originally how it was. And I wonder if Marvel or Disney stepped in and said no. So you're we, saying they made a good decision. Ultimately. I think they did make a good yeah. But there's an element of this that I'm just like, it is so weird the way that's set up. And it's set up in a way that feels, I don't have another word for it besides predatory. Yeah. It's, it's like it feels like you could just turn a dial on this and, and all, all of a sudden, sudden. <laughs> you've got a reason for people to spend money. Right. Right. And they didn't. Yeah. And I wonder if that was Marvel Disney's being like, no, we we lived through the Battlefront two thing. We're yeah, not doing, we're not that, doing again. that again. It's very possible. So yeah. I'm I'm very curious about that if they'll ever talk about well, that. That's actually a good thing, though. So it's a good thing, but it's just one of the it's just the thing I've noticed. What about the technical thing you were the talking? The technical about? thing is as I have played this game more and more, longer and longer, and look, I've been playing this game a long time, mm-hmm. and sometimes maybe I have played it so long <laughs> that I should have turned it off and reset the the game, right? You know? Um, much like Pokemon, where like you played it long enough and like all the textures started to go crazy. Yeah. After, like, yeah. Um, you know, maybe every day I load this up, I should quit it and, re- and not just use. <laughs> Only play it for right? a few hours at a time. But I have started to run into some pretty nasty bugs, progression bugs yeah. in this game, and some things have been like, yeah, okay, a little glitch here, that's fine. So uh, I ran into this thing. So there's this thing called Intel Ops, which is is a machine like a big high-tech thing that carol mans in the same room as the main mission table and you can pick up these intel caches in missions and you decode them there and it gives you hero ops to go do and what those are those are like you know like in mobile games and very and assassin's creed and stuff where you have those missions you can send characters yeah out i on. love that in and the, it's creed. like a time mission yeah, and they yeah. come back and bring i love you. it they're like that um except they're not real world time they're time by days in the game Mm-hmm. So you don't have to actually wait that long. So yeah. that's cool too. And and so you can the, the missions come in two kinds. You can assign an, a character. What was that to, called in Assassin's Creed? Oh, a bunch of different. There's things. a name for it. Time missions usually are, yeah. are like. I mean, they usually have a different thing every time. I the ones I always think of are the the like Rogue and um, Black Flag, where you send the fleets out. Right. To yeah, do that. yeah. That's what I always think of. Um, and uh, so you can so you can pick either pick a character to go do the mission, or some missions require a specific character to go on them. So a couple days ago, I had a, I had two missions I was going to do. One of them required magic, required Ileana to go on it. So I picked her, and then once she was off on the mission, it, the, the only thing left to pick was the other mission, which had to select any character. And I picked it, and instead of letting me pick a character, it just sent nobody on the mission no. the mission activated and there was no one assigned to it and i'm like oh i wonder what that's going to do you know <laughs> so i went you know went a day passed in the game and i went to you know i'm like okay let's see what happens so and here's the thing so when it tried to load up the mission with nobody assigned to it every time you complete a mission either that hero op missions or the main missions like the actual real uh, you know turn-based strategy missions once you complete it the game, one of the things the game does in the screen where it gives you its re- the rewards is it generate procedurally generates a terrible comic book cover, and it's like 
it has the characters that you use for the mission and the title of something and a little like you know blood in the street like like, like it's like in a little you know in the corner with the characters in the marvel box and a number it's like a fake comic book right they all look terrible like the background is just like a big sunburst or a gradient and like the character <laughs> models are like too close to really so be, you're like, oh, some are like and... really blurry and you're like oh no it's, don't do that that's not i like what you're after there but it just doesn't work <laughs> so when it's try, it tries to generate a comic book cover for nobody and it the game crashes because oh, the guy's not because there. there's no one in the no one assigned to the mission so it has this error like memory overflow error and it crashes the game and oh like, uh-oh so i load it up does it again load it up does it again and then i'm like you know it's such a loosey goosey system i wonder so i just start hammering the a button like as fast as i can when it loads up and after a couple tries i do manage to get it past that it, before it can finish generating Things games and then it jumps to the next one and, mag- and magic comic cover comes up fine so i dodged past that for a second i was like did this did i just break intel ops yeah. until they can patch it right. no but just if anyone from firaxis is watching email me you got a problem and um the and the other thing that's happened is there's clubs in the game like they form clubs uh there's a magic club which is called it's an acro- very complicated acronym that works out to be emo kids um but uh so and what happens is you agree to join and then you'll get like you have there's so many things in this game so there's a um there's a thing called Superlink, which is like a basically like a little social media thing that they have they all have in the abbey and can all talk to I each other i have to say matt this is like almost overwhelming it's a lot it's a lot but it all kind of it rolls <laughs> out still, real well right, like, right. I, it rolls out way better than i'm explaining it yeah, yeah. the Superlink thing you're is, trying it, to crunch 25 yeah. hours into like the Superlink thing is like a bunch of you can like they can like chat like basically and all of it's very funny like, yeah. like this game is very funny like they, they they know the characters the characters are extremely well written they interact very well. It's it's a lot of fun. voices and likenesses. Not from like if you expect to see like the voices and the it's likeness. not MCU. Yeah. I'll, actually, I'll get to the voices in a second. Okay, but like um, and periodically, if you have found the components you need for the club, they will you'll get a private message that basically says, "Hey, we can do that. Can we do the mes- the meeting tonight for the club?" And you say yes. And then when you come back from the mission, um. So one of the characters from that club will be waiting there to take you to the mission. So I've got well, there's a shop class that is formed with Peter and Robbie and Tony, and most recently, like they wanted they wanted to meet, and I hadn't gotten the components yet. So I gave the components to Peter, and then I got the message from Robbie saying, "Okay, can we do shop class?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it tonight." And he didn't show up that night, and he hasn't shown up since. <laughs> and usually, when you come back after a mission, you can like go hang out with somebody or like you can do this stuff to do at night. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been anything like that to do at night for a few days, and I'm like. Did I break the shop class? Is the uh-huh. shop class not? Because at first I was like, maybe it's not showing up because like another character has to show up to because they're narrative. Like the the shop classes aren't just like random little things. Yeah, they are narrative progressions with the different characters building relationships together, just mm-hmm. like everything. And I'm like, oh, maybe like like I haven't had an emo kids meeting in a long time, and I'm figuring that's because um, uh, I probably need Scarlet Witch to join mm-hmm. before I can do something with that because I figure she's the next up to try what they're doing in that with the magic thing. But with the shop class thing, I've actually got an invite to do it, and then the, they never showed up to do the, the the meeting, and I'm kind of wondering if I've like broken it and <laughs> don't know like what I need bug, to do. Bug testing this game. It, oh, I can't even. I can't imagine. even fathom it. There's so many different. There's so many permutations I, you know, I mean, and combinations. Look, I, you could I know do something we, over here that breaks oh, yeah. something over here. I mean, I know we complain. I've complained certainly in the past about systems on systems on systems. This is systems on systems on systems on systems on systems on systems. Yeah. I just really like all the systems, <laughs> and they're all fairly easy to understand and get how they all match match together. And the other thing that's important about it, it is very clear and tangible 
what the benefits to you are. That's important. And yeah. there, and you feel them. The instant anything upgrades, you feel it. And there's a little, like, you can give people compliments to get up, up their friendship. I would friend- say that's true about Callisto Protocol as well. That's true. Yeah, the upgrades feel very meaningful. I didn't have a lot protocol. of good things to say about it, but the upgrades in that game, you definitely feel them. No, I, nev- sure. I never hesitated on spending Callisto credits on that, yep. on that 3D printer because you <laughs> knew it was going to change It would make a difference. For yeah. sure. That's a good thing. Um... So yeah, that is uh, that is my technical problem. Is like I've run into some bugs that have just been like I don't know if this is wrong or if I just I'm not I've unlocked the thing yet. It's weird. Um, Swan um, has a question. Can you change how the subtitles look? No, because uh, I I agree they they're the, the, annoying. They're very weird. They're very small. <laughs> yeah. And you not only can you not change how they look, you can't turn them off. Yeah, I'm sure you guys saw it in the B-roll before, but yeah, they get like really obnoxious. See, they're just like. They almost look like they're like tooltips popping up on your web browser. Yeah, they, I mean that's that's what XComs looked like too. Um, but no, you can't actually turn those off. You can't change the size. You can't change the font. You can't change the it's color. It's weird. It's the the options on the, on that on the presentation stuff is like shockingly limited. And I, I I'm expecting them to patch more of that in because yeah. And look, I normally do t- turn the subtitles off on everything, but I think these are important because oh, we're gonna get into a thing I almost forgot to talk about. Um, the sound on this. The sound is good. The sound mix is questionable. And I'm glad the subtitles are there because they play dialogue lines during very loud sound I effects a lot. I noticed that same problem. Even and the I amount of time that I played it, I noticed I'd be missing dialogue that. constantly if those subtitles yep, were I wrong. noticed that. So, Just in the limited time I played yeah. it, I noticed that. Yeah, so maybe there's a reason you can't turn them <laughs> off, right? Um, as far as the voice acting goes, here's the thing with the voice. The voice, yeah, a lot of the characters are patterned after their MC, like especially Tony. Tony is very much... MCU Tony. He's sarcastic and doesn't really understand. He's written that way. He's very yeah. written that way. Yeah. He doesn't sound much. Like, sometimes he sounds like. Uh, yeah, every once in a while it sounds like whoever the guy is, is while, trying to sound yeah, like. Every it. once in a while it sounds like they're channeling Robert Downey Jr., but not yeah. so much. Um, Strange is much more like his comic version. He's very loquacious and mm-hmm. doesn't shut up, and nobody really likes him very much. Yeah. Um, Peter is sort of a mix of everything, uh, and he's he's still voiced by Yuri Lowenthal, mm-hmm. so there's there's some familiarity there. Um, most of the other voices are good. There's a few that I just don't like. Nico is voiced by her real life, you know, live action actress, and I think um, it may be one of her early. Maybe she hasn't done a lot of voice acting because some of the delivery is a little weird. Um, and there's like something. There's a couple of things that I just. The voice acting is fine. Like Carol, like Captain. Mar- look, I'm very picky about Captain Marvel. I love, I love Carol Danvers. Like I, 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 she's one of the earliest as Ms. Marvel. She's one of the first characters I ever read in a comic book in a, an old 1970s Spider-Man team up. I like Ms. Marvel. I like Carol Danvers. I like Captain Marvel. Bite me. Um, the thing is, <laughs> the actress who I can't remember who does the the voice of her in this, but she is fine. Like her voice is voice acting is great. But I don't. I would never cast her voice as Captain Marvel. I would never cast her voice as Carol Danvers. It's a little. It's it's a little too. I, it's a little too girly. I guess would be mm. the way I'd say. It. Like I think Captain Marvel should have a little more stern mom to her. I thought that um, was the exact vibe I got from her. Not some of the some of the, some of the lines later do not sound like that. Oh, okay, and I I just they soften her up. Over I wish time. there was a little bit more. Grr to her, yeah. and it's I just, felt that way from what the little bit I played. It's but. just not there in the timber of her voice mm-hmm. to the degree I would like it to be. That would basically be how I describe it. That's nitpicking. Though. It is nitpicking. Yeah, but like these characters are are done so well otherwise that some of these things are just sort of like, all right, I guess so. Like there's, there's some some of the performances are some of the performances are amazing. Ileana is 
fantastic is she's got like the Russian accent thing mm-hmm. and she's just kind of a jerk the whole time and it's yeah. like it's very accurate and one of my favorite lines in the whole game because she's the one who has to open the portal to send you to wherever the mission is and every time you walk near a character they will say something to you usually and every once in a while you walk by Ileana going into the into the portal to get to the mission and she just goes is portal <laughs> 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 All right. It's very. It's, I, the, there's a lot of personality in this game, and I love it. I, I really did not expect to like this game as much as I did. I, I was, knew you were going to like it. I was expecting to like it. I thought it was going to be fine. I was like, okay, XCOM guys doing doing Marvel. I did not expect it to be so character driven, so story driven, so deep dive into the Marvel stuff. Um, so feel so much like playing Marvel stuff as compared to being with the XCOM flavor to it. Um, this is one of my favorite games of the whole year. Wow. Like, this, is, this, is, this is great. El Guapo really 3385 asks, after 25 hours, are you almost done? I'm thinking about game length not, for this. Not remotely. I, I kind of guess. I don't I mean, have... XCOM games are long. I mean, look, I'm grinding a lot of stuff in like the... Because you have three or four optional missions every time you go to the, the mission table to get bonus stuff and level stuff up before you... You don't have to do this. There's no timer on the story missions. You don't have to do that whenever you... So I've been grinding the i mean i'm like i'm like night like 40 or something and like i've done i've done like five or six story missions and probably like 25 you always do that because i want to get <laughs> you always all play everything but the main quest when you find a yep. game that you really like yep and every once in a while i'll be like okay i don't need anything else i'll do that and like and every once in a while i'll jump ahead because in the story mission because i'm like oh the title of that totally means this character is going to show up right i'd like right. to have them on so i can start building up my friendship with them yeah kind of thing <laughs> Um, so like, yeah, so so yeah, I'm like very far. I mean, you, I don't know how long it would take some a normal person to beat it, but yeah. like, um, for you, you're just scratching the surface. Oh yeah, I, I, this, this game will keep me occupied for 100 hours. Yeah, I guarantee. I mean, that's calm. And like then that. and that, there's five more difficulty levels above normal. Oh wow! And there's DLC coming for all these other characters. Including, oh, my guess is they'll support this game for a long time. Oh yeah, including time. Storm, who is like, man, Storm's gonna be amazing in this game. Yeah, um, very excited about that. Um, um, Eve Demon says a lot of the social stuff reminds me of Persona, weirdly. Yes, yes, very Persona-like. Yeah. The courting and the yeah. friendships. Giving and the all gifts that. and all that. Yeah, there's, no, there's, there's definitely, if you like that aspect of Persona, you should definitely try this. Yep. Um, El Guapo again says, this game gives me hope that some Marvel licensed stuff outside of Insomniac might be good. Here's hoping that Black Panther will be decent. Yeah, I mean, it can happen. Yeah. <laughs> it really depends who you give it to. I mean, like, look, Firaxis makes quality stuff. Like, you know, th- this is this is like if you told me Firaxis was making a Marvel game, this is pretty close to like what I'd imagine an yeah. ideal situation to be. Swanland says it reminds me of Days Gone, where the voice acting is good, but the audio mixing is terrible, and you can't hear what they're saying. Yeah, there is some of that. Also, like I noticed something last night that like because like every t- once in a while we'd go do a friendship scene because if if your if your friendship meter maxes with someone, you'll get a private message from them, and you'll you, when you answer it, you go have a little scene with them, and it like you get your you know friendship level, you know, you double conversation, and it's like friendship level up here's your what you get for that kind of thing mm-hmm. and then you go back to you know the normal day um and i noticed like i kept noticing that there was weird sound effects on the voices and what i finally realized I, I activated a doctor strange one we went we, you know the scene is us meditating on a cliff but he is he sounds he's echoing when he talks and mm-hmm. what i realized is when you activate the scene it still applies the sound effects, environmental sound effects, to where the character is in the abbey. 
Mm-hmm. Were not the scene. So like, so I was in the main room of the like the common room, <laughs> and weird. I sounded normal. But then <laughs> the other dude's echoey and yeah, like he, and he's but in yeah, a cave. he was in uh, he was in the cave downstairs in the forge. So and so, all... so he was very. He sounded like he was in a cave, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, because clearly they don't you know reflag where the characters are just to do that friendship scene. Yeah. But it's just one of those. It's like that's so weird. It's a, but I'll say this as someone listening to you, like if that's what you're that's what I'm noticing now. Yeah. You're it's damn good. Yeah. That's great. And there's like little thing, you know, like you can, one of the things, one of the little touches I love is you can buy clothes, street clothes and, you know, combat clothes, outfits for all the characters. And there's a lot. There's t- I'm, I'm running around rocking a Cyclops' right shirt right now just to annoy Wolverine. <laughs> and like the, uh, so you got tons of options. And for the street clothes uh, that everybody wears at home when they're not in the, in the mission, you can, everybody has a wear random outfits options so you can make it so everybody changes clothes every day oh you know and, and you just set it and forget it no you just, so you just buy the clothes you want for these characters and they'll start and wearing just them. Hit, hit the op, regular op, yeah and you just have them run around and whatever you know they, they wow. it's like they have an actual wardrobe that yeah. they choose every day that's really that's really cool sneaky ass could someone who's never heard of XCOM or played a card game before play this yeah it on boards so. pretty well it's pretty easy pretty simple yeah yeah. I mean, they realize that I would there's going to be a having, lot of new people coming to I this. would say having played a card game before would help you more than having played XCOM. Okay. XCOM is not really required viewing for this. Okay. Um, Cinetike, I'm not a particular Marvel fan. After 24 hours, I haven't found much character development. This is just fine if you already like the heroes from the other movies, right? Yeah, they don't really they don't really character develop so much. It's more like their, their relationship with you. Also, that's, that's another thing I should say. Um... And this is not a bad thing, but I'm going to say this as, as, as a clarity thing. Um, because people talk about, like, things being, characters being Mary Sue's. Yeah. And, like, they, and, like, they talk, you know, like, Ray is a Mary Sue, because they're like, well, no, she's not, because, but for various reasons. But, like, the hunter in this game, the hunter is a Mary Sue. The character that you the play The character as. you play as in this game <laughs> is a Mary Sue, or a Gary Stew, as they say. Explain what that means. And what that means. Uh, so a Mary Sue is, a, is a, it comes from a uh, an old Star Trek fan fiction. A lot of modern fandom. Fan fiction. Especially Okay, fan I think fi- we're flying off the rails no, we're at not. this be- No, we're not. Because, because this, is, this is, actually, is actually an interesting tropey thing. Okay. Uh, fan fiction, um, I mean, there's fan fiction references in this game. <laughs> That's weird. One of the things you can give Iron Man as a gift is a collection of the most fawning fan fiction written about iron man they and, know and in character he would love that oh so. he would he probably wrote some of it um <laughs> suit pen name so a mary sue is based is based on an old star trek fan it was by a character who was named mary sue who is this woman wrote the fanfic because most fan fiction back in the day and star trek conventions were organized by women in the 70s mm-hmm. that comes from women and it was basically about this this character who was her as a self-insert character who um was put onto the Starship Enterprise and was like the best person on the Starship Enterprise. Everybody <laughs> loved her. They were all friends with her. It was all amazing. Sounds like she every fanfic I ever read. It is, yeah. <laughs> and so Mary Sue has become sort of a derogatory thing you uh, say about a character to say that they are just sort of... Perfect. They're, they're a new character that's put in there and is perfect and everybody loves them. Like, it's something that has been said about various characters that people don't like, usually female. Yeah. Um, and like, usually it's just like, yeah, Ray is a chosen one, but she's not a Mary Sue because she's bad at a bunch of shit. And right. It's a right. lot of bad choices. It's not perfect. Yeah. Hunter is a character. Everybody thinks they're awesome. Like everybody wants to be Hunter's friend, except Ileana. Ileana is actually a hard one. I- yeah. Ileana took me like a long time to get to be friends with because oh. she, she's more dark and I wasn't oh. playing dark. So every time I'd say something positive, she'd be like, you are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like wasn't into it. Portal um, is not portal. Is um, not portal to my heart. Um, but she. But so and everyone's just super excited to see them every day. And you come out. You come out. It's like, hey, I thought I thought Doctor Rain's like, I thought I felt a strong power coming towards us, and it was. Good morning. It's like guys like you everybody desperately wants to be around you and hang out with you like that is a mary sue and like look that is an appropriate character type for this type of game yeah. like you don't want to have to like you don't want to play this game and have iron man hate you and spend like 20 minutes you don't want to have the person yeah. who's playing the character hate the character right. either like because look you don't know who this hunter person is there are the hunter persons whoever you make you're making be. yeah but like i already like Peter Parker and Tony Stark and 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 all these and like Carol Danvers and like if Carol Danvers doesn't like my character, I'm not going to like my character. Yeah, yeah. So you have to have this have that happen. But after a while, you start to realize like okay, everybody just chill with the wanting to buddy up to the hunter thing. But um, so it's not a bad thing. But I'm just saying in terms of that being kind of a common fandom criticism these days. If anyone would like a good example of what that actually is, Hunter is absolutely a Mary Sue. And that's not a criticism saying they did it wrong. That is exa- exactly what this character should be because that's the fantasy of this game. Yeah. It's getting to hang out with all these Marvel characters. I should also note, uh, you pick your char- your three characters every time you go out on a mission. It, one of them does not have to be Hunter. Oh, okay. You can pick any three. You do not oh, have okay. to send your original character, Do Not Steal, out to every mission. Okay, that's good. Uh, so that's undoubtedly a thumbs up from you for Midnight Sun. Buy it at full price... Uh, yeah, if, yeah. You, if you especially if you like Marvel, yeah. And look, I've only played an hour of it. I am a fan of XCOM, and even just that limited time that I spent with the game, I w- I wanted to keep playing this game instead of playing Callisto Protocol. So um, I can't really say it's a thumbs up for me, but I'll say it made a really, really uh, positive first impression. So um, I would say that's one and a quarter thumbs up from Game Face until I get a chance to play it. Um, and I probably will do that here over the next week. And in next week's show, I will uh, share my opinion quickly on mm. um, what I thought of it. But uh, I really enjoyed the first like hour and whatnot. Um, yeah. And I knew right away that this guy was going to love it. I knew I was in trouble from like very early. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Especially as soon as I saw there wasn't like a time limit on how, right. how soon you had to finish the missions like on XCOM. Yep. I'm like, oh, no, this is the rest of my year. That's, that's it. <laughs> Well, there's not much of that left. Um, And there's not much of our show left either, so we need to move on. Next, we're going to talk about a game that we discussed last week. Matt had played it. I had not. Um, And now, regretfully, I have played it. And that game is Need for Speed Unbound. It is the latest Need for Speed game. It is built by Criterion, which I think a lot of people were clamoring for. Criterion to take this franchise back over after it's kind of shuffled developers for a long time. Although they did make Hot Pursuit in 2019, didn't they? I believe so. Mm, they made a remastered. Like the reboot of it or whatever. They remastered Hot Pursuit. Yeah. The 2010 one. No, there was one in 2019, I thought. No, that was a remaster uh, of, okay. of the old, of the 10-year-old. Well, what the, I found the first is first Criterion I, one. Well, what I found as I started playing this is that this has a lot of the same stuff that was in that game from 2019. Yeah, the last need for, origi- new Need for Speed game was Heat. Yeah. And what, that was that 20, maybe that's what I'm thinking of, 2019. Yeah, that might have been. I think that's it's, what it's I'm thinking. It's been three years since the last one. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. There are elements from that game that made it into this one. I thought this yeah. was like a brand new thing, but I saw a lot of parallels between the 2019 game and this one. I didn't play Heat. Oh, so you didn't? I don't think I did. Yeah, there's a lot of things that were in the game from 2019 that have also made it into this. So it wasn't as fresh and new and exciting as I thought it was going to be. 
Um, you've already shared your impressions of it. Have I you played didn't it play anymore? Heat or I don't remember playing Heat, which maybe says <laughs> I think all that's kind of yeah. that's Need for Speed in a nutshell for the last yeah fifteen or twenty years. Um, have you played it more since we talked last time? A little bit, yeah. Um, have your opinions changed on it at all? Not really. Um, I did turn the the difficulty down to easy. I'll tell you what, um, Matt. Because you I, get you get ten retries on easy, and that's more my speed at this point. I hate this game. <laughs> I literally hate this game. I have not really enjoyed my time with it at all. The only things that I like about it, and the, to me, the redeeming values of it that I found intriguing, I think the soundtrack in this is fucking amazing. Oh, the soundtrack, yeah. It's re- I know people asked you last week, and you hadn't really paid attention to it, so I made a point to it. This soundtrack is killer. Like, I love it. It didn't, didn't make a huge impression on me. But you're not a big fan of hip-hop. And I'm not no. really either. Like, I'm typically, like, an 80s and 90s hip-hop guy. I don't really like a lot of the yeah. modern as, stuff. As I said, I think I said last week, I, I'm not a fan of this hip-hop. Yeah. For sure. I like this hip-hop, though. And typically, I don't. I thought they did a great job curating the music for this. And it's not all hip-hop, either. There's some house. No, there's some there's some electronic stuff I like in and this. And there's but, some EDM But in it's there. very hard to, like choose that like it's, it's yeah it, it, the, the soundtrack feels very out of your control i would agree with that as well it it kept my subwoofer going like the whole time i played this game all the all the tracks in this have these crazy low like low frequency bass and it just kind of just rumble like the whole time i played this game there was just kind of this low rumble going on in my subwoofer while i played it i really like that part of it i really like how it integrates the graffiti and the street art into the game i agree with you i don't think there's anything off-putting or awkward about it i can't believe it works as well as it does yeah. honestly it's it's i would like to see them keep some element of that in this going i think you could build kind of an identity for the franchise around that to i agree way. and i think they've got that part right and it doesn't always have to be doesn't always have to be like graffiti or no. street art it could be neon shit it, it could, could be, be anything, anything. yeah like you could but if you want to make that as the thing that defines like a need for speed, the thing I can look at a racing game and tell, oh, that's need for speed. Yeah. Like that's, that's, I think that's your, your yeah. key. Yep. I agree with that. Then you have to play the effing game. Well, yeah, that's a whole different And that's problem. the problem yeah. is you eventually <laughs> you have to play this game. And I cannot say really anything positive about playing this game. I agree with you. This, the cars feel like crap in this. The oversteer in this game is insane. The game... You have to use drifting in this game a lot. Yeah. Like, drifting, and I cannot yeah. get it. I cannot nail it down to where I'm confident going into a corner that I'm going to drift it and not drift into a guardrail mm-hmm. or slide off of the road. I have not still well, managed to master drifting. I always, I never make it as far as I want to drift. Like, I, I always oversteer into a stop, basically. Right. Or I slide into the guardrail or I turn mm-hmm. too tight and then go on the inside of the turn. And you have to drift in this to be able to make progress on yeah. verbal difficulty. I am right with you, Matt. Ego be damned. I'm putting this on easy. I can't take it anymore. So the way this game works is it's like set on a weekly calendar. And the whole objective is you're building up during the week for this big event on Saturday. And that big event on Saturday costs a F ton of money to enter. And in the early going, when you're first playing this game, like the first weekly event is like $20,000. Like it took me all week almost to get up to $20,000 playing all these little races where you win like $800, $400, $500. Each race you can just choose to just go for the pot or you can choose to bet against any of the other racers that are in the race. And the game will tell you like, this is where we think you're going to finish based upon your car's performance. So bet accordingly. At first, I was betting and losing every damn time. 
And so I just stopped betting like the other racers because it's just completely random. This game, you make one mistake, race over. One big mistake, race over. You'll never finish in the top three if you make one big mistake. And the problem with that's fine. In other racing games, I've, I've dealt with that, no problem. The, the thing with this game is there's too many random variables that can yeah. just ruin everything. There's traffic. That is a huge variable. You come around a turn, there's an ambulance in your lane. There's nothing you can do. You're going to hit the ambulance. You're going to lose the race. There's just there's so much stuff happening out in the open world in this game that having a game built around one mistake and you fail is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, at least at the very least they need the other racers need to mess up more often. They never mess up at all. They very rarely. Happens. They are perfect and the cops, dude, the cops are insane. Notice when you're in a race, like in the middle of the race the cops will just show up. They will watch all the AI racers race right by them, and they'll come out and smack you in the side and knock you off the road. Because the other AI, AI racers don't have heat ratings. Yes. It's, it's, it's weird. It's garbage. This game is trash. Playing this on normal difficulty, I literally pulled my hair out. I did not want to play this after the first three days. I did not want to play this at all. And then I get Midnight Suns, and I crack it open. I start, I'm loving that. I'm like, man, I really want to stop playing Need for Speed Un- Unbound. Um... Where do I even begin? Like, I did. So you did stop. Yeah. <laughs> this game is impossible. Like I. So if you you get to that big event on Saturday, you have to bet all this money. The first one again, yeah. twenty thousand dollars. That's my issue. Is like they're asking you to bet all this money that you had to earn, and like if you don't pull it off, you don't really get that back. Like it's, it's they kick you out to Friday. Yeah. And then you have like a day to try to earn all that money back again that you just lost in the race before. I got so frustrated, Matt. This is the first game I have played in years where I just hard restarted the console because I've lost the Saturday race and didn't want to lose the money. And then what I found out was, okay, I actually didn't lose the money, but I had still used up my chances. So you have four restarts. Mm-hmm. And the and the big races on Saturdays, they're like circuits. There's like three or there's a number of races you have to compete and you have to finish in X place across all those races. So you have like four restarts across all those races. So what I did, I like hard rebooted my console. I went back. I still had all my money, but I had already I had used two of my chances. I only had two restarts left. And I was like, Welp, I'm screwed. So I had to start over on Friday and start earning the money. No, F you. I don't understand it. This this is not known as a hardcore driving simulation. This is the reason Need for Speed is popular is because it finds a nice middle ground for casual players who buy maybe one racing game every three years. Yeah, it I mean, used it does, to be Need for Speed. It does make me it made me question a little bit. It's like, am I much worse at arcade racing than your well, average casual How all of a sudden do I, am I so crappy at arcade racing? I, it's the game. It's not us. Like, mm-hmm. if you go and lurk, look online, they're thousands of people who feel the same exact way as us go and look at the metacritic like user reviews for this game everyone says the same thing this game is freaking impossible this isn't need for speed this isn't what i signed up for this isn't what the franchise has been all along blah 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 so we're not outliers like i recognize that street racing is hard but yeah. like that doesn't mean i want like, yeah, i'll tell you this that. matt playing this game for two days street racing is the most insane thing in the world (laughs) dude people who go out and street race are nuts there's no way to avoid accidents if you're going 150 miles an hour and there's traffic on the road you're gonna die 
Like, I also, I'll be honest with you, my opinion of street racers after playing this is completely soured. I'm like, you guys are scumbags. Like, really? You're going to drive around on public streets this fast? Like, once you do it in this game, you realize how foolish and selfish that is. Mm -hmm. You're going to kill somebody. That's what it comes down to. Like, I have not enjoyed hardly any time with this game. The cars, like, I couldn't figure out, Matt... Do they want me to keep upgrading this piece of junk that I got, or Early do they? On, yes. Or do they want me to sell it and then? But you can't sell the well, car. You can't sell it because then you can't. You can't. Well, also well, they won't you, let you well, sell it. Well, they won't let you sell it, but also you can't buy a new car because you need that money to enter the Saturday event. Right. So, like, you can't just blow... Because the car has to be at a certain level, yeah. or you can't even get into the Saturday event. Right, and it can't be beyond that level. Right. You, and then there's all these other races on the map. You've upgraded your car to A level. There's all these. You can't do B you level. You can't do the anymore. B level events anymore. Very it's, weird. Dude, this game is trash. And you can't, like, adjust the car. No. Uh, tuning on the fly. Like, no. you can't just. If you go back to the garage, you end the, the daytime part. Like, well, you, you can go back. So you go back once, it will take it from day to night. Yeah. You go back again, it takes but it from night B, to those, the next day. But those B level things go away. Right. Like, you can't just stop in, change the tune no, of no. the car, and then go do the no, event. You can't, other like, events. detune the car to go play yeah. the B level event and then tune it up again. And sometimes and it, the B level events pay more money. I know. It's very weird. I, I, I have no idea what they were thinking with this game. No clue. Like the the buy-in, like so the best races have buy-in. You can, there are some races that are free where yeah. you don't have to pay anything to enter, but you're gonna win like a thousand dollars. And even some of the pay races, it's like okay, your buy-in is two thousand dollars. If you win it, you can win ten thousand dollars, but you're not gonna win it. Like I've never won a race in this. Have you ever finished first? Yeah, I fi well I finished first on normal. I finished first I think three times. Maybe. Out of like, I think I finished twenty tw some. first twice. Uh, and on easy, I finish first every time. So like, on normal, which I've been it playing needs, it, you're it like, if you have a good race, you typically finish in third or fourth place. Yeah. Which means right. that you will win instead of the 10,000, you'll win like the 4,000. But you take away the 2,000, you end yeah. up winning $2,000. You're like, why? Like, this game is so and then, stupid. And then like, if you go down to easy, it's too, like, it needs a difficulty between easy and normal. Yes. I mean, I haven't played easy, but it sounds like it's a cakewalk. Easy is very simple and you get 10 tries instead of four um but i will say it's more fun because you're not like grinding away at this bullshit all the time yeah um i would be pretty surprised if there wasn't some kind of incoming patch that eased the difficulty in some way on normal it's there's a bunch of things in here that are interesting ideas but you cannot do all of them at once and expect it to still be playable for an average person i don't think like if you want to do like real high stakes for shit great do it but you can't limit retries if you do that yeah it's insane like, like that might be a thing to put on hard mode right but not like, on the normal difficulty setting but uh, but on top of that it's like okay if you want to do that and like okay there's only limited retries but you have to if you want to put that in like a straight racing game like i'm kind of cool with that if you're going to do like that yeah. for like a like a like a you know like dirt or like a the concept like NASCAR is fine or something like putting but some once skin you in the game is fine. but once you introduce the wild the wild variables of traffic and cops and all this shit like when one thing could go wrong and completely derail your entire race you you can't you both, can't do that you can't also limit retries and also have the money on the line be unrecoverable like yeah. you can't do that let's talk about the cops you ever get like a five-star cop in this where yes. you have helicopters following you and everything yeah. the cops in this are insane after you finish almost every race 
You're done with the race. I did great. Then there's a cop chase after the race. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes the, the AI for the cops is all over the place. Sometimes it's evil and you can't shake it. Sometimes <laughs> you just make a left turn and they just go, duh. It, it, well, that that one I will I will give them a little credit on that. Where the the cops, you have to see who what's chasing you. Because there are like supercar, different cops. car. Yeah, so like if you got a supercar on your ass, you got to go off road. Yeah, they can't handle that. Well, the that's pro- all you can do. The biggest it- problem is the helicopters. The helicopter losing a helicopter basically requires you to get under an over- overpass or under like one of those sections that like kind of has you know the L train or like. Yeah. They, and to do that, you have to lose all the other cops, right? Because you can't just you know you can't just stop under an overpass while other cops are chasing you. I to, now I have only been caught by the cops once. Half the cars on the road are cops. There's a lot of them. I've never been busted. The big the biggest issue with the cops. It's just I've annoying. Had. You're always running from them. So once they're alerted, like you can't get away. The only way to get away is to go off road in like a car like this. And go sit in the woods and watch the map and wait for it. And still, you come down out of the woods and right around the corner comes an effing cop. And the, the race is right back on. I spent half my time in this game trying to get away from the cops. Because it just never ends. Literally half the traffic on the road are cops. I, and it's almost impossible. Once they have the red like alert thing around them, they see your ass from like 200 yards. Like You can't get away. It's, I have not had much of a problem with the cops in this, really. But... Uh, it is more of an annoyance than a f- that's the other the thing about the cops in this is like I find them like annoying, but in the a lot of the other games with cop chases in Need for Speed like that was my favorite part of the game and it absolutely is not it's just a nuisance in this yeah it's just like I don't like it, like dealing with this is not improving my experience whereas like I was excited to get in a cop chase in like Hot Pursuit. Because also because Hot Pursuit gave you a bunch of tools to use to, to deal with them. They're also not as frequent. This just happens over after every race. The race finishes and literally they're like, oh, you got to lose the cops now. It doesn't even really matter what happened in the race. Yeah, that, I haven't really had a problem losing them after races so much as like doing side missions where like there's side missions that like intentionally pop the heat up and like you have to like. Right. But you can't deliver things unless you are you don't have to escape but you have to not be being seen by cops and getting that to happen where you know you're like right you're basically like doing donuts circles around, around the delivery, delivery location. location until they finally decide that they can't see you anymore and then i've gone off then you try to sneak back there, in try to sneak back in and then and they still see the you coming straight at yes. you and then you go back this is what i'm talking about it's insane there are so many cops in this world i don't understand why they put so many cops in this swanland yes there was there were need for speeds where you played as the cop you could play as a cop in a yep. few of them. Yep. Most wanted, most specifically. Yep. Um, oh, and Rivals. I think you could play the cop in Rivals. Mm, yep. You could. Yep. It also seems like, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but like, so part of this game is like going back to the safe house, going back to the garage yeah. to oh, bank also, the money. On the, on the cop thing also, I would note, in a lot of the other games where the cops are a factor in the races, in those games, the cops also chase the other racers. Yeah, like I've won races in Most Wanted and Rivals because the cops got on the lead racer I was and losing took him to, out. And, and never happens. Delayed him, and that I've never seen that happen here. It I've does. seen I've seen the AI crash into like civilian cars. Mm-hmm. I've never seen them have trouble with the cops. Neither. No, I haven't seen it ever. And if they did, actually, the only time I've seen them have trouble with the cops is if they accidentally get hit by the cop who's trying to hit me. Yep. It's always it's always collateral damage. It's never part of the, the, yeah. It's never part of actually like a believable. Just the overall progression in this game is just glacial. And the other part, too, I was talking about a minute ago, is like a big part of the game is you do all these events and you collect cash. Then you have to go back to the garage 
to deposit the cash. Now, when you do that, as Matt said earlier, that sends the time forward. So sometimes you don't want to do that. Like if you get sent back to Friday because you failed the Saturday race, you need to spend all day trying to get that money back. And I don't know if this is true, but it seems to me anecdotally that the more cash I have, the more aggressive the cops are. Uh, no, the more they get more aggressive because of your heat level. So your heat level goes up. Yeah, the so, heat level goes up with every event you do. Right. So regardless, when you have a lot Which of money, does mean when the you, you cops are money. on high alert. And so yeah. there's like this huge... And they but will not leave you alone. Well, that's supposed to be the balance of like, do I want to do all these events, especially in the daytime, and then have to go through the nighttime with a higher heat level than I otherwise would. Yeah. But as you say, if you have to redo Friday... You don't really have a choice because you have to get to yeah. that, that goal of You just of have money. to do it all day grind. Yeah. It is, it's like this Which game. Which means you're going to have to deal with the cops more because yeah. you, have to, you have to get money regardless of how much heat you get. This game, its root problem is it has too many self-defeating elements, self-defeating cycles in it. Where if you fail, your chances of failing the next time are worse mm-hmm. or higher. This is like this is the opposite of um, of the system on system thing that that Marvel Midnight Suns does, where all of Marvel's all of Midnight Suns systems complement each other, and all of the systems in this game stop the other systems. Yeah, from working. they seem to like work against each other. Yeah. it's so bizarre. I I don't get it. Um, the other thing I, I hate my, is- my, my thing I would like to I would like to ask EA I guess on this would be like, who is this for? I don't know. Like are the people, it's not for need for speed are the fans. people who like just like cars and and Fast and the Furious and want to get stoned and play a video game? Is this? You think this is what they're gonna? They're, they'll hate it like, unless they put it on easy. Yeah, which I would recommend then, everybody who plays this game put it on flipping. Even easy. then, it's still annoying. Yeah, yeah, because like, the other contrivances are still there. Yeah, and top. I mean, look, top, even on easy, top star cop chases take forever. They just take forever. It's not. I've never been busted. I just get sick of having to drive around in a circle because mm-hmm. you're like trying to get to your garage. You're trying to deliver someone. Well, you're longest, trying to deliver a car. Well, the longest one I ever had was it was a full like five star thing. And I'd taken out, gotten rid of all the cop cars, and I just had the helicopter, and I could not get rid of the goddamn helicopter. It would not leave me alone, even under things. It yeah. would be like it kept seeing just me. Just sat there. Yep. Uh, Vincent asked, Do you have to do the Saturday race each week, or can you skip a week and play like normal? No. It will not let you go past no, the Saturday. It. The Saturday races are the story. Yeah. So like you have to. Those like are the, the big whole plot drive points. of the game is you have to participate in those Saturday races because that's the the storyline. Yeah, because during the week the story goes away. You're just out in the open world taking on different races, and then Saturday's the day where the plot moves forward. There's a cinematic. There's some discussion inside the car about the overall plot, and then if you fail it, they just kick you back out to Friday. You have to earn all the money again to enter the race if you don't have it, and rinse and repeat. And then once you do that race on Saturday, if you actually finish it, then the next week starts and you go through the whole process all over again. So, no, like if you can't beat the race on Saturday and I felt like that at first, I didn't think I was going to be able to get past it. And I'm like, how do I beat this? How do I get past the first week of this game? Yeah. Oddly enough, uh, this game feels like you're under more of a time crunch than Midnight Sun. Yeah. Than the XCOM. Which is ironic because XCOM used to make you feel that way with the timer that it had. Um, you can't do anything except when you're at the garage, which is okay if the garage weren't tied into moving the time forward. Again, oh, as you, you're talking about. You haven't changed the lower third. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, again, another case where, like, the game is working against itself again. Like, ugh, I'm yeah. so infuriated. I really had hope for this. Because I was a big Need for Speed fan at one point in time. But not anymore. I think everyone has their 
their old Need for Speed game, they don't understand why it's not like that anymore. Yeah. Like, I mean, look, there's potential here. Like, there, there's, a, there's a good game in there somewhere, like, buried under all this nonsense. Yep. Like, there's, did you play the online mode at all? No. So the online mode, which is weird, you would think that there's just one mode, and that mode would be online. But there's a separate online mode where they, you don't pick your car, you don't trick out your car, you choose from, like, a few cars. And then as you enter races, there are very specific cars. So it's basically to make sure that the the playing field is level. So when you get in a race with other people online, you both are racing the same car. So I totally get it. The big problem is that it takes forever to get races because you're in the open world and there's like six or seven different locations and there's like 16 players per server or something like that to get enough people to start a race when there's only 16 on a server and there's like literally like 30 or 40 different events to choose from. It took me forever to even get a race. And when I finally did get races, it was always the max number of people I ever raced against was two. Because it's just the other people on the server are off on some other event or some other race. They want to race off-road or whatever. They don't want to race whatever race you want to race. Like, so even the off the online mode, I really found very little enjoyment in. I, it, was, it was a lot of time sitting around staring at the player count on your race to see if finally somebody joined so the race could actually start. I hate this game. I can't believe I hate this game as much as I do. I really thought, I'm like, this is in my wheelhouse. I love Need for Speed. I love hip hop. I love graffiti. It's me. And here I am, hmm. hating it. I, I, I don't understand how they dropped the ball so badly with this game. Um, again, maybe I need to play it on easy, but it sounds like that's not a perfect fix either. Did you like Heat? More than this. Well, yeah, but... Not is really. Is it the same though. people? Is it the same? same people, yeah. yeah. Not really. Like, I liked it more than this, but not a ton. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think they're ever going to beat Hot Pursuit. I don't know. Like, they've, they've come close a couple times. Like, I like, you know, I I would like kind of a more involved sort of underground style thing, like what they're attempting here. But, like, there's part of me that's just like, maybe you're just not able to do that anymore for some reason it's not that hard you shouldn't we think so <laughs> just contact the duck consulting firm and we'll help you out now, vincent says this is criterion and heat was the old team oh, i thought is criterion it? did do heat the 2019 game no. oh i thought for sure they did interesting um emperor dread that's why i say the last good need for speed was 20 years ago they peaked in underground i think most people agree with you on that one i can go with peaked in underground but it's not the last good one yeah, the, hop, the Criterion Hot Pursuit and Most Wanted were good, and Rivals was good. Yeah. Um, granted, that's more because my favorite aspect of that is kind of the open world chase and be chased thing, and not as much the underground idea. But like, um, then there was the Black Box it, era. Black Box, yeah, and my, which was all a wash, pretty much, mostly except for the PS2 version of um, Hot Pursuit Two. I don't even remember that, that. That was Black Box's first first Need for Speed. Mm. It was weird because before they were given agency to do what they wanted. Yeah, well, that was it. Was weird because that was, Hot Pursuit Two, the PlayStation Two version was different from all the others because it was Black Box. Black Box made the PlayStation oh. Two version, and I don't remember who made the. I think the old team made the Xbox, PC, and GameCube. I think versions, and that the, the, you know the Xbox PC version is fine. It's like uh -huh. a standard Need for Speed kind of, thing. but the Black Box PS Two version. Is a breakneck like roller coaster oh, really? amazing? Like it's it's amazing. What like, happened? I nobody. I guess a completely <laughs> different game with That's the same so licenses, and it's like yeah. what? And that was how Black Box became top dog of the Need for Speed franchise. And then because it was a revelation at the time, and then yeah, I just sort of spot. And I then mean, yeah, a few years later, they gave it back to gave it to Criterion and said, "Please, can you please save this now that you've made all these great burnout games that we're never going to let you make again? Um, just make Burnout again." 
I give up. Um, Janderman 1978 says, speaking of hard racing games, Dirt Rally says, hold my beer. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those games are no freaking joke, man. Like, also, but also, I don't, I don't play Need for Speed to like be challenged that hard. No, really. that's so. not what this franchise is about. It's a fun street racer. And I had no fun playing this game. I just wanted to pull my hair out over and over again. Like, it would probably be different if it felt better to play like the other thing too is like so saturday if you you slap these systems on like forza horizon like i'd at least feel like i had a chance yeah more more of it also because i don't feel and this is this is probably very subjective but like i don't feel like you can rebuild nitrous easily enough in this game no i agree like i think i i I, the way you can rebuild like kudos or whatever whatever tech points you you get in forza i think yeah why don't i get i get minor rebuild from like oncoming and from obviously from drafting, so I get the, the the quick boost thing. But why don't I get it for going fast for a long time? Yeah. Why don't I get it for all hitting for, top speeds, stuff e- like even that. for damaging stuff? Like why yeah. don't I get it for more stuff? Why don't you let me, you know, have a little more control over that? Yeah. Like, maybe that comes with like more upgrades on the nitrous stuff. I don't know. I didn't get far enough to to do that. But like it doesn't feel good. Again, the oversteer in this is horrific. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, is like, so we've mentioned the Saturday moves the plot forward. There is like one event during the week that also is kind of plot adjacent. Yeah. And those events are always drifting events. It's yeah. always like, here's a track, get as many points as you can in two laps or three laps. Yeah. And I can never even and get the bottom score. You, you, and you mentioned last last week about, uh, you know, like takeovers, like yeah. like in, in the intersections. I'm like, oh, no, that wasn't it. And it turned out that there are takeover races and like the takeover events that I had been playing. And I didn't realize it because the takeover events are not taking over an intersection right they're just playing like an obstacle course right. that it's very weird and that's i could never score high enough on those takeovers like i could the i best. did learn eventually third place that. was the best i ever scored in any of those i can i can usually double the the top score now how because you just never let the combo end like you don't go fast you don't go amazing you just you just never you make sure but you i can't hit do something. that because i can't drift well in the game you don't need to drift you just need to hit like the the, the barrels and the gates and do jumps and and you can you can extend the combo by holding boost so you get a couple seconds of boost um i mean drifting is is, is the helps. game again the game doesn't explain this at all like clearly you're supposed to like do a drift <laughs> through all those barrels for the combo right i just drive through really like, and yeah. you managed to score oh, top I score blow it away I, I, game doesn't explain that at all. It's very, it's it's very <laughs> obtuse. It, it, anyway, that's also, Need for Speed Unbound. That's not what a takeover is. In no, it's racing. it's I just, not. I just wanna it's not. Point that out. Yeah, you don't go to some abandoned like. That's why when factory. you mentioned that, I didn't realize. I'm like, what no, it was. I was like, no, it's been, no, it hasn't been anything where you just do like circles in a, yeah. in, a in an intersection. You just drifted an intersection. And then when I went back and played it that night, I'm like, oh, these, these are called these. That's are what I was talking about. For some yeah, reason. the kind okay. of story events because ASAP Rocky's there. Yeah. And, like, if you fail, he makes fun of you and blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't. For some reason, I don't like that either. It's like it's like I've done things where I've come in second and he's like mm, y'all that, wasn't, that wasn't great I, I was not impressed by any of that and then like you, you get like five you know if i gotten a hundred more points i would have gotten first place he's like you made that your own out there i'm like okay dude your praise is really <laughs> really really on the edge of a knife here i can't take that seriously yep so anyway that's need for speed unbound obviously matt discussed it last week so i don't want to spend a ton of time on it this week i just wanted to share my impressions which i just did um to let you know how i felt about it and i say stay far far away from this game um i sh- probably should have tried playing it on easy before i came in to discuss it 
uh, to see what it was like. But I trust Matt's opinion on racing games, and he says it that doesn't fix it really either. Yeah, I mean, it gets rid of the frustration, but it just makes it kind of boring, right? Because then it's too easy. It is way it's too no easy. happy medium. So that's two. That's a, is that a thumbs down for you for Need yeah, for Speed? I would say so. Okay, so that's two thumbs down on Game Face. Wait till it's five bucks Unbound. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Wait until they patch it, is what I would say. I would be very surprised if a balance patch wasn't incoming. I mean, look, it they've got to be reading the internet just like I did. And it's like unanimous. People are like, what the F is this? This isn't mm-hmm. Need for Speed. And that's what I would say overall. It's not Need for Speed. Like, whatever image you have in your mind of that franchise, this is not it. So I would say stay far, far away until there's a major patch. And Criterion actually says, okay, we heard your cries. We were wrong in how we did this, and this, these are the changes that we've made to make it better. Until that day comes, stay far, far away. All right. Our last topic for Game Face 323. We're here to get you hyped for the Game Awards 2022. Woohoo! Is that not a thing, Matt? No. no it's <laughs> I didn't <not>. think so. <laughs> we're going to try anyway to get you guys excited for the Game Awards. The Game Awards happen tomorrow, believe it or not. Um, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern and 4.30 p.m. Pacific. As always, if you don't want to watch the show and you just want to see all the hot media that's released from it, keep your browser pointed to sifted.net. We go in there, literally the trailers are up sometimes like 30 seconds after they air in the show. And literally, if you really just want to take the easy way out, just come to sifted.net when the show's over and just click on the trailers channel and there's everything, boom, right there. You don't have to deal with any of the rest of the show. Some of you may want to deal with the rest of the show because you enjoy it. And I totally get that. Um, I don't <laughs> think there are a lot of you, but I, there's some. Um, let's see, a couple things here off the top. First of all, Matt, there has not been a ton of pre-show hype. No. Like, hardly any. They have released one hype trailer for the Game Awards, which you're about to watch right now. They've released one hype trailer for the awards. Usually there's like four by now. Mm-hmm. There's one. And the show happens tomorrow. I mean, I don't know what's going on. So the show team came out and Jeff came out. He did like a chat on Twitter and basically said like, we've chopped down the show a lot. Don't expect the same number of big time reveals that we usually have. And then, you know, made went on this diatribe about, you know, we'd love to premiere Half-Life 3, but you can't premiere Half-Life 3 if Half-Life 3 isn't in development yet. And mm-hmm. basically just seems to be setting the stage for disappointment, which is just very weird. I know Jeff, and I've done so many huge projects yeah. with Jeff. Jeff is always very willing to hype up yes. a nothing burger. Yes! So if he's, if he's managing expectations, yes. it's concerning. That is my point. I have watched Jeff polish a turd many, many times and do very well at it. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, him and the show team in this case are coming out and they're saying, you might want to temper your enthusiasm a little bit, which I think is very weird. They did announce the celebrities that are going to appear. They haven't announced a lot of like the gaming industry folks, a couple. Uh, there's Aurora, Bella Ramsey, Daniel Craig, Fusely. Ken and Roberta Williams, Jessica Henwick, Joseph Forrest, Pedro Pascal, which is obviously going to be, he's going to be there for the uh, the Last of Us show, Reggie fils Val Cray, and more surprise guests. And then there's a special performance by Hozier. 
um, featuring Bear McCreary of Blood Upon the Snow from the original soundtrack of God of War Ragnarok. So the big mm-hmm. live musical performance will be for God of War Ragnarok this year. There's also... You have to imagine the dragons. Yeah. <laughs> you have to year. imagine the dragons this time. Uh, and then the orchestra returns. Um, Lorne Balfe. Really the one thing everyone can agree on about it the was Game great. Awards. Yeah. Uh, it returns. Um, so the Game Awards Orchestra will perform scores from the year's Game of the Year nominees and more. So that's a good thing that that's coming back. Everyone, I think, unanimously thought that the orchestra was a great addition. Valve is giving away a Steam Deck every minute, every minute. of the yeah. show. That's amazing. They're going to give away like 300 Steam Decks. Which, which should tell you that it is really shorter this year. Which, right. So maybe Jeff went to them and they're like, well, you're only going to have to give away 90 of them. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I'll say this, Matt. So I went and looked. Remember last year how IMAX came on board and people could go and watch viewing parties of the Game yeah. Awards? We're like, who the hell is going to do that? Well, last year I probably should have went and looked. I did not. This year I did go and look. And I, and it, I was actually shocked at how many tickets they've already oh, sold yeah. for people to go watch this at IMAX. Mm-hmm. Like most theaters that had that held like 60 or 70 people would have like 25 or 30 ticket sales already. I mean, you may think that's sad. That blows me away. Some of the bigger IMAX theaters would have like 50 or 60 tickets sold already. And that was this mm-hmm. morning. So you got to imagine today, tomorrow, the sales will go up. I was pleasantly surprised that they've managed to find an audience for people to go to IMAX theaters and watch this. Like some of the rural areas seem to be the areas that had like the most people. Well, yeah, because they don't have the internet connection to watch. This I cleanly. guess, yeah, they can't trust the stream. I mean, if you to... want to see this stuff in full res, that's a way to do it. Yeah, it's a great way to do it. So great job by Jeff in that case. When I first told me about this, I was like, oh, you're just doing that because your dad owns IMAX. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I mean, it, though, that helps. Yeah, and I mean, it sure helped to get in there. His dad was like, sure, you know, you're my oh, yeah. son. You can do whatever the hell you want in my theaters. It's a Thursday night. Who cares? Right. We're know? not going to lose much money if we give one theater to your thing. But as it turns out. It actually is working. Like, people are showing up at this stuff. I think that's awesome. The people are getting together to watch the game awards. Um, and then Genshin Impact is, like, bribing fans to vote for the game with in-game currency. Did you see that? Mm, They're like, if you go vote for Genshin Impact for the game awards, we'll give you, like, in-game money. Which, <laughs> I mean, it shows you the power of, at least from Genshin Impact's perspective, the power of the game awards. They care very much if... Their game wins the People's Choice Award or whatever. It's, ex- it's big exposure. Yeah, I guess it is. Bigger than I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, it, the awards don't really matter, but the exposure matters. Yeah. Because a lot of people do watch it. Yeah. Um, so, again, the show team says shorter and less reveals. Um, here's some of the quotes that they shared in the chat. Um, the team has, quote, cut back pretty significantly in terms of the runtime of the show with fewer bigger games that'll be in there. Um, however, if you go and look at those IMAX schedules, the IMAX schedule says it's three hours long still. I mean, that is pretty substantially shorter. Is it? It was four hours was last year. Was it four year. last yeah. year? God dang. I know one thing, man. Like, working on curating this thing, it will never end. <laughs> and you just sit there hour after hour. You're like, oh, my God. I don't want to create another game page. And it just keeps going and going. Well, according to IMAX, it's three hours. We'll see if they actually hit that or not. Um... And they went on to say viewers can expect lots of gameplay. There are a couple of CG pieces. We've got a lot of small independent studios and bigger studios showing games. The industry is so big now, I don't think it's all dependent on, quote, we've got to have this one game or it's not worth doing, unquote. 
What one game is he talking about? I think he's just a hypothetical one game that's going to bring the house down. And if you don't have that at the end of the show... I mean, my guess means that there's no Zelda. Right. Yeah. Although, the fact that they say there's lots of gameplay does lead me to believe it might be there. No. No. Nintendo's going to do that themselves. Probably. They don't need that. I mean, they have relied on Jeff to debut some pretty big stuff. I mean, he debuted... Breath of the Wild, remember? Yeah. Uh, Numa was, and, and Miyamoto sitting in front of the TV. It was the only footage that we had yeah, of it for like that ever. That was a long time ago. It was. It was. But they've maintained a pretty good relationship. So I'd say it's probably 50-50 whether uh, Tears of the Kingdom will be there. Um, so NetherRealm came out and said that their new game's not going to be there, which most people think is Mortal Kombat 12. It's either Mortal Kombat 12 or Injustice 3. Is, is no, the no Injustice guesses. thing sounds like it might be dicey right now. Um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor pretty much confirmed already. Yeah. They screwed up this week and shared its release date. I had a feeling mm-hmm. that the big reveal at the Game Awards was going to be its release date trailer. And now we know it's coming out on March 16th. Um, Bandai Namco already confirmed that Tekken 8 is going to be there. Square- Tekken 8 is going to be at everything <laughs> for a while, I think. Square Enix already shared that Final Fantasy 16 is going to be there. And I think we can assume that Dead Island 2 is going to be there because he seems to yeah. be the shepherd for that game. My guess is that's the piece of gameplay that we'll get. Um, and then a couple other guesses, like Starfield, I think is going to be there. I think we'll get gameplay of Starfield. I mean, considering it was supposed to be out a month ago originally, yep. I So would I think be that's one of the big gameplay chunks yeah. we get. And then whatever Kojima's ready to show, you know he's going to be there in some way, shape, or form. We'll need to pop up on a live stream and say, like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. I have nothing to show you, but I'm here. Like, yep. We'll probably, um, some, we'll probably see something. We'll probably, like, probably be the equivalent of that original teaser of uh, Death Stranding with the whales and everything. And then this year, Matt, there's a brand new category called Best Adaptation to, quote, unquote, Reward video game movies and TV shows, uh-huh. <laughs> which translation to get celebrities, get celebrities to show to up show at the up Game Awards <laughs> and to get tra- get a trailer for Last of Us. Like, I mean, that's all this is, Matt. That's all yeah. it is. Is they're like, oh, now I mean, we can much, get all the actors to show up to the Game how Awards. How many years in a row do I need to say that this is a giant commercial? I mean, that's yeah. all it is. It, it really is. Yeah, and this year it may be even more so that way because it does not look like we're going to get the gigantic reveals that a lot of people count on. So that's a little disappointing. And that's pretty much the whole story. I mean, there weren't a ton of giant reveals last year either. There's a lot of games. Yeah. Most of which no one really cared about anymore. or remembers now. Yeah. And I'm guessing we're going to get a lot of that this time too. A lot of indie stuff. Oh, yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Indie stuff, a lot of Korean stuff. Yeah. A lot of that. I mean, a lot of the Korean stuff they've shown there. It's like, oh, I'm really interested in Well, it looks in that. better than the I, Western stuff. I can't wait to see it again on the next Game Awards. <laughs> kind of, you know, when just, it's still just a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> but as of right now basically 24 hours away from the show this is it this is all the hype for the game awards that we have right now that seems Mm -hmm. really low compared to prior years yeah i mean usually there's a little more chatter i guess yeah but i don't know managing expectations is is a strategy i guess like it's probably it's not, not the right it's one. very out of character <laughs> matt do you realize last year they claim that 85 million people watched the game awards no there's no way it's that's true 85 million machines were too because of all the extra drops i mean how many of those i mean you're gonna have so many people bots multi, well not bots but you're you're multi streaming in the same household to win the show i mean i'm gonna have the steam thing running in my on my pc i want a the, steam, deck. steam deck yeah. <laughs> i don't want i don't really want a steam deck but i'll take <laughs> one do. for free i want one but i don't want to pay the price for one yeah, exactly 
<laughs> so I'm gonna I'll have that running on my PC, but I'm gonna watch it on my TV. Yeah. And I'll probably have it on my laptop running on Twitch to get the drops from that too. Like <laughs> yep. every if everyone's contributing the three or four stream views at the same time, that's not eighty five million people. It's still a lot of people though. Yeah. My guess is probably it's really how many people do you think really watch it? My guess is probably five million. Yeah. So I can say this now because I don't work there anymore and it doesn't exist anymore. But Spike's Video Game Awards, if we got a million people, we got a 1.0 Nielsen rating, it was a win. Oh, yeah. Same at, same at G4. If we got a million people watching the Spike VGAs, we were like, yeah, we the got next a, day, oh, yeah. we were celebrating. We got a one, we got 1.0 on E3 a couple times. And it was a, I was there yeah, for one of them. And we were like partying in the streets. <laughs> like the, 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 the bosses never thought that was even possible. <laughs> right. Yeah, and there was a little element of you and me being like, "We fucking told you." Yeah, like, we tried to tell you. Could have been getting this years ago if you'd fucking listened to us listen in two thousand two. But okay, here we. We go. weren't talent, Matt. We were just the know nothing. <laughs> no, that was the problem. Worker we, bees. We, we knew everything about the stuff right. they didn't think was important. <laughs> right, that's a good way to put it. Um, so anyway, I mean, my hype level for the game awards, I can't remember it being this low since the first one, maybe because I just didn't know what it was going to be, and then after the first one, I was like, "Oh, okay, we have a big." event now a new one in the games industry and for the most part even last year i felt like the show's delivered um but this year it's not shaping up that way right now i hope i'm wrong and maybe maybe this is a red herring maybe this is jeff trying to lower expectations and he's about to blow the doors off of shit tomorrow i don't know it's a bold strategy cotton it would be bold but but yes yeah, i so, mean look also like you know a longer game isn't a better game. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe maybe focusing and having a more coherent presentation would do it some good. I think cutting it down significantly would do it a lot of good. Yeah. But that's the other thing, too. Well, they already it's, cut an hour out Right. Of it. But it's like, look, if you're running something for four hours, you should expect a gigantic audience because some people are going to show up in the beginning and quit. Some people show up in the middle mm-hmm. and hang out for a while. Yeah. If you some people count, show up at the end. If that 85 million is just counting the number of logins for even a couple of seconds or 10 seconds or something, like, yeah, that's a non, that's not a useful figure yeah. at all. And there's no way to check it, so I don't know. If you're talking about people who have sat there and watched the whole thing or had the whole thing on the whole time, I think your five million figure is probably pretty close. Yeah. Vincent's saying there's 30 million. China has a ton of people. No, no, there's, <laughs> they're not watching a U.S. Game Award show. They don't care. Yeah, don't they don't know. care about these games. China does not care about the same games that we care about because their government keeps those games away from them. They don't even buy PlayStations and Xboxes and Switches there. They all play games on PC. There's no way. Like you, you just don't go from a show where a million people are interested in watching mm-hmm. to a show where 85 million people are interested in watching. It just doesn't happen. And it's like, okay, well, you're only airing on US TV for the Game Awards. You're right. That's true. But that stuff was on VOD after that, and it did not do anywhere near those kinds of numbers. So just based on your interest alone, there is no way there's mm-hmm. 80-some million people watching this. There's no way. He can share whatever numbers he wants i don't begrudge him but there's no way 85 million people watch yeah, i don't show. believe almost as many people watch the game awards as watch the super the bowl. super bowl i, I no, don't buy that that's insane <laughs> that he got away with saying that is even more insane and nobody questioned it oh, okay you got super bowl numbers okay. but i realize you're dealing with a, with a worldwide audience here and not just american audiences like with the super bowl yeah. but that's still very hard to believe if he has 85 million people watching his show imagine the ad rate he can charge Mm-hmm. He could charge two hundred thousand dollars for thirty seconds. 80, if you had eighty-five million people really watching this show, you would not cut it down. You would. There would be no commercials. There would be no sponsorships. You wouldn't need it. Yeah. Your you, ads. You just have people clamoring to be on the show. Yes. 
You would he would quit doing the show in three years if eighty five million people watch his show because he would be rich beyond his wildest dreams. Like that would make it one of the most watched things in media. In media, it's bullshit. <laughs> I hate to say it. Shiniki says everyone lies about numbers. Nobody lies that much. That's, yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> like, there are margins. <laughs> he's, he's figured out that there's no way people can check. You can't check. Yeah, to see no if it's know. legit or not, and so he can just run with whatever number he wants and again if i were doing the show and i knew i could get away with it and it was my own money on the line i can't say that yeah. i wouldn't do the same thing yeah, 80, so 85 percent of statistics are made up as, as, <laughs> I, that's as time zinni says that is not true re, research shows that 80 percent of all research is wrong which means that wherever you got that figure from is wrong that's the joke that's, that's the joke oh really the self you think that was a yeah, joke a little bit I don't know about yeah, that. No, that's a long. That's an old statistics joke. Oh, really? Yeah, eighty-five percent. Eighty-five percent of all statistics are are, are made up. Oh, that's I've never heard that. Before. That's an old joke. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, Fifty-seven billion numbers can't be wrong. Emperor Dread says. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Jeff has always been a bullshitter, though. Ah, uh, no, no, he's not. Like he's, he's he's always been a marketer. He's um he's, he's a, Barnum. Yeah. He's Barnum Bailey. He's getting people hyped for his thing, but he yeah, doesn't but lie. Well, you just Barnum is was a liar. So Was Barnum a liar? I mean, that humbug is literally his that what he trafficked in. The, the Fiji mermaid was fake. Like that that's oh, right. the that's whole thing. Barnum was a liar. That yeah. was, that's what bullshitting comes from. And to be really. fair, Jeff is fibbing about the numbers. Sure. Um he may have found that number some weird way he, to rationalize another, it in another his mind. way another way to phrase that is he's a showman. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll find happy me like the, the old medium. egress story about Barnum, where he's like, you charge. He's like, come this way to see the exciting egress because no one, everyone would stand around and clog up the thing. He couldn't let people come back into the tent. And he's like, so he had signs saying, come see the egress. Egress just means exit. Yeah, yeah. And so they, people would leave the tent, and then they'd have to pay to get back in if they want to get back in. If Jeff could prove that eighty-five million people watch this, like. The show, it would only have to be 90 minutes long. It wouldn't be filled with junky indie games like it is every year. It wouldn't be filled with junky free-to-play games like it is and every year. And he wouldn't, year. for one second, have to even considering consider being worried about competing with E3. Nope. I'll tell no. you that much. No. The, the, no um, one would care about E3 because you just want to be on his summer <laughs> exactly. game awards. Nobody screen. would have anything for E3. Imagine the, the brawls that would happen between the publishers yeah. trying to get into this Try, show. You, if you, anyone really thought they were putting their game in front of 85 million sets of eyeballs. They would never save anything for E3. No. It would only be about the Game Awards. Absolutely. Anyway, if you need any, any further proof, there it is for you. So, Give me a break. Yep. So, anyway, one thing I thought would might be fun is if we went through just a few of the categories, the most popular categories, looked at the nominees, and we picked who we think will win in the Game Awards. Now, keep in mind, this is, these are not the picks for Matt and I. We're going to do our Game of the Year Awards in like a week. This is not the games that Matt and I pick for these categories. This is Matt and I trying to guess what the editorial committee will crown with these awards. So, again, mm -hmm. don't read anything into this. Don't be like, oh, Shane said this, so that means his Game of the Year is going to be that. No, we're trying to guess what 30 or 40 video game editors are going to crown as the winners for each of these categories. So let's start with Best Narrative, which is basically Best Story. Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Immortality. Which do you think the editorial committee will pick? Elden Ring. You think so? Yeah. Which is <laughs> just, just absurd. Yeah. I mean, it could be God of War. I think it's God. Because, I, I'm going to say God of War. 
It depends whether they had to pick God of War because Sony's so heavily involved in the show. Maybe. That's it. If you believe if you believe that they are picking things based on sponsorship, God of War. If you believe they are picking things based on what you think, you know, video game review editing people are going to vote for, Elden Ring. Do you really think that they think that Elden Ring had the best story? For some reason, they do. Yeah. That's so weird. I'm not saying I agree with it. Yeah, I, I I'm just definitely do not agree with it. That is conventional wisdom among the hardcore folks this year is that Elden Ring was the best story in games. That's insane. I mean, look, Immortality's got a, got a real claim to it. Too. Legitimately. Sure. Yeah. 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 I think it'll be God of War Ragnarok. I think, I think it'll be Elden Ring. I think if, if Elden Ring is nominated for something, Elden Ring is going to win it. Although I will say this. Some of the comments on YouTube to for Game Face, a lot of people really like the story in Plague Tale. They say that later on it gets really good. Sure. We didn't make it that far. Final Fantasy, which to me shows you that the story Final Fantasy that Thirteen gets great after twenty hours, but I'll never fucking. <laughs> I hate know. that argument. I'll, I think that argument's nonsense. Uh, so you say Elden Ring best story. I say God of War Ragnarok will win best story. Mm-hmm. Uh, next best. <laughs> So here's where it starts to get fuzzy. Is it best action game or best action adventure? I chose best action game. Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. Somehow we're nominated for best fighting game, too. Like, just, there's a lot of questions. I mean, let's be honest, Matt. What How is do you happening? compare these five games? <laughs> Matt, what, what is happening mean? here is Jeff is trying to be judiciously fair with the industry and trying to give every game... A spotlight because we'll get to RPG here in a second. Why is, for instance, the RPG category Horizon Forbidden West isn't there, but it's instead it's in action adventure, and all that is is they're trying to make sure as many games win as possible. So anyway, let's go back to action game. What do you think will win between Bayonetta three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Bayonetta three. But this voting group, Bayonetta 3. It's, it's not Call of Duty. No. It's not Neon, Neon White. White is way too niche. Sifu. I think it has a maybe. chance. I think Ninja Turtles has a better chance. Than Sifu? Nostalgia factor. Hmm. The, the people voting for this are of the right age. I think you're right, though. I think it's but Bayonetta 3. But I think it's 3. Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta I agree 3. With you. Bayonetta 3 rated too highly among critics. Yep. To be I agree with you. I think it's Bayonetta 3. Next up, best RPG. And again, notice that Horizon Forbidden West is not in this category. Elden Ring, Live Alive, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Elden Ring. Again, definitely. Horizon Forbidden West is not in there because I think they want to try to give it best action adventure. So it still wins an award. I mean, I I could slot that in action adventure easily. I mean, it has crazy RPG elements, though. Eh. Really? I don't think of it as that, really. I do. It's It's totally an action RPG. Eh. And then everything's an action RPG at this point. So it doesn't really matter where you put it. The the line between action adventure and action RPG is extremely blurry at this point. Pokemon Legends Arceus. I mean, it's once again, like, (laughs) RPG got got a weird... I mean, Arceus could be action adventure too. It's Elden Ring, though. It'll win. But it's Elden Hands Ring. Down. It doesn't matter what anything's nominated for. It doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, most anticipated Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Starfield, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Zelda. Zelda. Yep. Is that is that <laughs> panel voted or is that audience voted? Uh, most or, anticipated, there... I believe, is there's both. There's I think both, there's okay. there, there's an audience well, most anticipated. Whoever it is is Zelda. Yep. I, I don't see that being anything else. That's an easy one. Um, and finally, Game of the Year. Elden Ring. 
Yeah. Not a chance in hell. <laughs> it's Elden Ring. Because <laughs> the people who are organizing this one live another day. Yeah. That's why. But, but also, I mean, like, Elden Ring's the top rated what everything is fine. It's an e- it's easy to give it to it. Yeah. Without, because it's the highest reviewed game of the year. Yeah. And I would argue that a lot of the people who reviewed that game were huge fans already, but. Yeah. And it also, is what it is. Again, I don't care how good the other games are. If I'm running the Game Awards, I'm like, I don't want to deal with the backlash of this shit if I don't give it to Elden Ring. So we're giving it to Elden Ring. And like, why not? Yeah. I, that's even if there was any disagreement on it, which I don't because think Because let's was. be honest, like, it's a worthy sure. competitor. Like, it's it's not like if Elden Ring wins, I'm like, you're insane. That's crazy. Like, it's not. It's in the realm of reason that yeah. Elden Ring is game of the year. So I can definitely see why you like Elden Ring more than the other games in that list. Yep. For some people, for sure. Yeah. It's not like you're trying to nominate some bizarre thing. For but it. I'll be honest with you. Like, I played all the games on this list. And even though I'm not a big From Software or Elden Ring fan, like, it's still a tough decision for me between Elden Ring and a couple of the other games. So, mm. I can understand it. I'm Elden still a little Ring. surprised to see Plague Tale on there. But Did you see the creator of Elden Ring said he has no idea why it's so big? It was so <laughs> he literally was like, I have no is idea. Is that Miyazaki? Yeah. He's like, he's like, like I have no clue why it's become such a thing. I mean, he's got he's got a point. It's just like, this is the same fucking thing they've ever done. They, ever, they did Or before. that we've been playing. It's, yeah. Like, if, if Elden Ring wins, like, innovation or something like that, that's where I got to draw the line in the oh, sand. Yeah. Like, that's where it goes too far. There's, yeah, there's nothing new in their open world, any of that. It's, it's just, right. it's just they did it like a Dark Souls game. Right, like that's it. Yeah. It's like that's the innovative part of it. It's yeah. really hard. It's hard as balls. Um, so there you go. Those are kind of the big categories for the Game Awards and our picks for uh, which ones you think will win. I'm curious if there's anyone in chat who disagrees with any of our picks. Um, I... Pokemon Legends runs like arse. Well, actually... Sneaky, our Souls fans say psychotic. Yes! <laughs> FromSoft fans are like... It's a cult, basically. Like, it's it's astounding. I mean, I'm a, I am a FromSoft fan, and pe- like, people will not hear a negative word about these things. It's crazy. There are also entirely fine FromSoft fans. I am one of them. <laughs> Congrim says, if Elden Ring wins Best Narrative, I'll just tune out after that. <laughs> Well, uh, hopefully you can you notice when it happens because it might just be given as a numbered list without any kind of mention before jumping to the next world premiere. <laughs> like, it isn't, I, I, I assume for the first time, I think, in the history of the Game Awards, the Best RPG Award will finally be given on stage. <laughs> Only because it's Elden Ring. Because it's Elden Ring. Because before it's just been like part of a, li- a numbered list yeah. that Jeff reads off it's and true. then they just move on to the next trailer. Yep. Uh, Time Zini says the real question: Why is COD not in best story? Because it doesn't deserve to be in best story. <laughs> I think he's also being—I think he's yeah. being sarcastic there. Somewhat, as well. but also like, man, you know, there is a world where they do that because then they say that best narrative isn't necessarily best story; it's best narrative presentation. Yeah. And Call of Duty definitely has top quality presentation. Yeah. It's just not a very good story, because how good can you tell us? That story says been told. if Elden Ring wins, it shows what a load of wank the awards are. Best story. Uh, Mr. Starwalker, the story in Playtale is good, but and he says he hasn't finished Ragnarok yet. Final, too quick Capri, Final Fantasy Thirteen sucks after all the hours. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, if Elden Ring wins, it's usual and insane levels of cryptic stuff. I'm baffled from Cinetike. Um, El Guapo, Elden Ring for Game of the Year, Ragnarok for directing. That's also, so that's the other thing that they do. 
best game direction versus game of the year. Right. They have, that's their way of giving away two game of the year awards every year mm-hmm. without having to piss somebody off. Yeah, which runs into the same sort of thing that the Oscars run into sometimes when the best director and best picture are two different movies where it's like, how is the best picture of the year not also the best directed picture of the yeah. year, right? Yeah. But the real answer is because that way you get, you know, sometimes people have different opinions on direction quality versus the full game or, or film quality, but like also different people get those oscars yep so you get to give some stuff to the producers of one movie and you get to give something to the director of the other movie minority games xenoblade 3 will win game of the year okay okay <laughs> um norco for best story too bad it's not nominated that would be a valid yep. pick that would be a good pick sure. too um next level shh what do you guys think about the steam deck would you buy one and why or why not Over- i have not touched the steam deck overpriced nonsense like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with one for free or for about, but for the the amount of money it costs to get a decently equipped one, forget not a chance in hell. Yep. Forget it. I, I already don't use the Switch as a portable. I'm not going to use a portable piece. Like why would I? I don't know why I'd want to do that. Yep. I don't understand. I don't have a use case for that yep. piece of hardware. Anyway, so there if you I go. won one in this giveaway thing, I would actually very seriously consider giving it to someone else. Like I don't want one. Give it to me. Maybe I'll take it. Um, if this thing's three hours, they're giving away something like 180 <laughs> of the damn thing. So, lot, man, yeah, we'll see how it goes. So anyway, that's the Game Awards again live tomorrow. <laughs> 180, at- 180 Steam decks for 85 million people. <laughs> how are you ever? There's a lot of places it's not eligible though. Like yeah. that was, every thread and every tweet thread about um, about the Steam the Steam Deck giveaway is just people complaining it's not available where in they their are. country or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, there you go. That's the Game Awards again happening tomorrow, or if you're watching the archive of this today at 7.30 Pacific, 7.30 p.m. Um, Eastern, 4.30 p.m. Pacific. And we'll have to wait and see. Again, if you don't have time to watch the show, go to sifted.net. We will have everything curated like immediately after it happens live in the show. If you miss the show, go to our trailers channel at Sifted, and everything will just be there. And you'll have to you can avoid all the other parts of the Game Awards that you may or may not be interested in. So I wish Jeff well. I always wish Jeff well. I hope the show does well. Um, I hope the show shows well uh, because I think it's good for the industry. And so I'll keep my fingers crossed that he is just giving us a red herring and trying to dampen the hype a little bit so that he can just blow it up. I don't tomorrow. think that's what's happening. I'm just trying to stay positive, Maddie. No, like this, <laughs> let's be realistic for once. Okay, it's time for Name That Game. We may not have time to do Q&A today. I really thought this show was going to be short because we didn't have that many topics, but here we are. Yuji <laughs> Naka got arrested again? <laughs> for what? More insider trading for another game? Oh. El Guapo says. <laughs> for the Final Fantasy First for Soldier. Soldier game. Oh, man. man. Anyway, we may not have time More to do like Q&A. More like Billy Hatcher and the giant nest egg. <laughs> All right. It is time for what some of you guys think say is your favorite part of Game Face. It is... Okay. Welcome to Name That Game. And it's very simple. I show you five screenshots, and you just have to guess the game that the screenshots come from. You have to guess it before Matt. If you win, you win a free video game. If you've won already this year, do not play, do not guess. Just sit back and watch everyone else play and enjoy it. You cannot win. Although when the year turns over, you will be eligible again. Just a couple more weeks left before you can get back into the fray. Um, The way it works is the chat is on slow mode, so you can only guess one time for every 60 seconds. So don't just start spamming the chat with game titles thinking you're gonna win. You can only guess once, and you gotta wait 60 seconds to guess again, so make your guesses count. 
Um, you guys win all ties. So if Matt guesses the name of the game, I look over in chat and it pops up like a beat or two later, you guys get the win. Uh, another thing is if it's a franchise that has multiple entries, you have to guess what entry it is. You can't just guess the franchise. If it's Uncharted, you need to guess Uncharted 2, 3, or 4, etc. And I think that's it. I hope there. I don't think there's any loopholes left. We've been running into problems lately, Matt. Where I haven't said all the loopholes before the game, and then people have been like breaking the rules. So I think I got it all this time. Uh, I see Vincent has put the chat into slow mode, and we're ready to go. Matt, are you ready? Your way scrolled up. What'd you say? You're scrolled way up. Oh really? Oh yeah. It looked like people started asking questions for Q and A. Probably forgetting that we're doing name that game. Okay. Now we're ready. We got you guys queued up and we're ready to rock. Here is the first image. And I'm giving away way more with that first image than I usually do. I'm just gonna say that right now. Keith Courage Adventure in Alpha Zone, no. Yeah. Metro Last Light, no. Star Ocean the Divine Force, no. Merry Christmas, no. Mm. <laughs> Infamous, no. 50 Cent. Nope. <laughs> Someday. That Walter. was that was a game on the Guess the Game, like, Wordle-style thing oh, really? this week. Oh, really? And I got it in two. Oh. I was surprised. Um, XCOM, no. Remnant from the Ashes, no. It's a little bit like Mass Effect. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, no. Mass Effect, no. Monopoly, no. Mass Effect Andromeda, no. Dead Space, winner. Mm. <laughs> wow. I can't even pronounce your name, man. Foe. But it is Dead Space. Yes, Slagathor, you were too late. Foe got it first. Congratulations, Foe. That's amazing on the first screenshot. I did say, though, that I was being a little generous with the first shot this time. But I really, I really didn't think you guys would get it. But you did. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty amazing that he got Dead Space from that screenshot. That's actually incredible. And here's the second one. Here's the second screenshot. That would have been the second one if we didn't if we had made it past the first one that's the worst i've done in a long time that's the first time someone got it in the first image in months here's the third screenshot that, that one, one i thought that might one have given known. it away yeah here's the fourth that's using the gun that we miss in the callisto protocol mm-hmm. Ch- uh, chopping one of the necromorphs heads off and then here's the final one if you look in the bottom right there you can see his little helmet <laughs> and that would have definitely given it away so there you go. That's great. I don't know how to pronounce your name, but you were awesome, Foe. And here's your second round of applause for winning Name That Game. So you win a free game. You can send us a DM here on Twitch. You can send me a DM on Twitter at Dinfire. You can send the site a DM on Twitter at Sifted Games. Or you can go to sifted.net and send me a DM at Shane. Any one of those ways. And in fact, the winner last week never sent us a message and has not got their free game. So the winner from last week, don't forget to send us a message, and we'll get your free game out to you as well. Uh, but congratulations. That's awesome. To get it on the first one, that's pretty pretty rare. Um, so excellent work. Uh, let's see what we got for time here. Oh, we're already over time. So unfortunately, guys, we're not going to be able to do Q&A today. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand, my watch just said. Like, you're not doing Q&A? What's Why wrong with you? you? <laughs> Uh, so we can't do Q&A. We're already over time, unfortunately. And I did a horrible job managing the time in this episode. I don't know how it got away from me so much, but it did. Um, so anyway, that's Name That Game. Um, we'll be back next Tuesday instead of Wednesday. We'll be back on our normal time next week um, at uh, 1 p. 
p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash siftedgames. As I said at the beginning of the show, we are supported 100% by Patreon. Um, we're basically just all donations is what keeps us, us afloat. Um, so if you want to help us out, head to patreon.com slash sifted. You can pledge a dollar a month, a hundred dollars a month, whatever you want. Um, and again, that's S I F T D without the E. Uh, we appreciate every single dollar, everyone who can help us. People who are broke, can't afford to help us financially. And you are an Amazon prime member. You can help us out with Twitch prime. Give us a free $2.50 every month. If you're watching on YouTube, the instructions to do that are down below. And we also include instructions to do that um, in everything that we post on our Patreon if you need help with that. So I think that's it, Matt. Game Awards tomorrow. We'll definitely go over that in next week's show. And then we'll uh, we'll do our own Game of the Year awards. Mm-hmm. And that will probably be the last episode of Game Face for 2022. I'm still trying to find my flights home because they're expensive again. Shocker. They've been expensive the last like two years in a row. I would think with the gas prices going down, they might be a little cheaper this year, but that has not been the case, unfortunately. Um, so I'm still like looking for my flights home, but chances are next week's show will probably be the last one. Also, there's really no games left for the rest of the year. Yeah, not really. Like I did dossier for December and like there were these three games that we just talked about opening up the month and then it's just kind of a wasteland for the rest of the month so not a lot of big games to discuss so chances are this will probably be the last episode of game face next week's will be the last episode of game face for the year and when we get there i'll explain to you what's going to be happening while i'm gone for the holidays well there will be content going through our patreon and through sifted.net while i am gone as usual uh i think that's it matt that was a fun episode. I wish the I wish I you got to play the great game in this episode. I got to, had to play the bad ones. <laughs> Hopefully that changes. I know next year. I, I can't wait till the early part of next year when we just have banging games for pretty much every episode of the show. It's going to yeah, be the only glorious. Notable thing for the rest of the year is Crisis Core, if you want to call that notable. Yeah, that's you're right. That's like the last one. And what's the release date for that? Thirteenth, uh, I think. Thirteenth. That's yeah. like day of the show, actually. Okay, we'll see. That'll be the night before. We'll see you next Tuesday, and we'll have all the finalities of the holiday season for you guys then. Until then, have yourselves a great week. Game Face is up, and 